Oh, you, you missed it, dude. What did I miss? I thought you were going to run your intro. You mean like drop that shit? <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah! <laughs> did you do that intentionally, or did you did you forget to, to hit the uh, intro? Man, I'll never forget anything. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> All right, so let's let's clear the air first off. the The outfit this this was not planned. I couldn't. I for everyone that's watching now, I told him you're at home. You need to go change. I'm at my office. I have no extra shirts with me, so he wanted a twinsy. It's all good. I'm good with it. He looks amazing. Look, it's and, got and the matching hat. I know. Like you're, you look amazing. So. Thanks, man. On, I'll be honest. I was hoping that you were going to be wearing an MSM shirt, then I was going to be wearing a BHRC shirt. I thought but that would have been cool. I didn't because I thought you were going to be wearing an MSM shirt, and I thought that would be weird. I mean, it, no, dude, that'd be cool. Now oh. instead, we're weird because we're wearing the exact same thing, and it looks like we color coordinated. So it's not cool because I'm not wearing MSM with you. Oh, no, it's it's fine. <laughs> we're, we're good. Right, can I get some Man. shout outs real quick? Because I, I got to shout out some people on the chat. Heck yeah. Let's There's a lot it. of people in chat. I, I can't see how many people are on. I can't either. Got? Robert, producer Robert, who's we on? We got a producer, guys. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a button. 49 people watching. Oh, 49. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I got to give a shout out to Kevin Purvis. Kevin Purvis is like the first one on. Super cool guy. A huge supporter, Rick Hayes, Sean Mann. I, I wrote him down. Barry, Barry's on. Uh, Barry Rowe. Big shout out to Barry. Rowe Charcy, Eric Lundeval. Uh, all you guys. Thanks for all the support. Uh, Art Hoffer, what's up, man? Got to give shout outs, man. Jeff yeah. Simmons, what's going on? Robert there's, Nitzel, another big supporter. There's a lot <laughs> of uh, a lot of posts keep coming through, coming through. Getting some congrats on your 100K, which was huge. Thank you. Stoked to uh, Stoked for you. You've worked hard for that, so definitely deserve it. Um, hey, one thing I want to uh, preface because there's probably a good amount of people that are going to be watching this stream or our little live show we got going on tonight that um, Wheel and Trigger is a little bit less conservative than most um, podcasts or YouTube channels. Um, so I do apologize in advance if I offend you or say something derogatory like fuck or fuck. Um <laughs> Because it, it's really, I'm going to say it more than that, and it's not intentional. That was. Um, but I just want you to know, I'm, my show, what we do here is a little bit a little bit different. So we welcome everybody here. This is the Wheel and Trigger podcast. This is the very first live show that we're doing. We're going to try and do about one a month. Um, couldn't have asked for a better guest to join me for a our first live show. Mark Santa Maria in the house. Yes, and, thank uh, you. So, you know, we're this show is going to be... It's a little off the cuff because, uh, you know, no matter how many notes I take and you take and uh, no matter what we think, things are going to go a little bit differently because we have plans on trying to interact with people um, and, and just the conversation could be totally different than what our normal in-studio conversations are probably like. So um, just kind of a little bit of a precursor to what you're about to see. And, um, and that's you know, actually why that's actually why I came on the show. There's this song by uh, by one of the artists I, I uh, listen to. And anyways, at the very beginning, he goes, every once in a while, people take your kindness for weakness. 
but every once in a while you got to blow their motherfucking faces off. Like, I don't want to do all that on my channel. Like, <laughs> and your channel is perfect to do it on. So I was like, this is going to be a perfect time. A lot of you guys are wanting me to vent about the whole Traxxas thing. I was going to um, talk about that, but that's not all we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a lot because uh, we got, we got a very unique crowd today. We have bashers and racers that are watching wheel and trigger podcast, which is freaking awesome, dude. Absolutely. And we offended Lucas already. He's easy to offend. He is, um, for those of you who don't know Lucas, he does not know how to party. He's very easily offended. Right <laughs> now, he's, he's probably crying in his tidy whities sitting on his couch, wishing that he was sitting in Mark's chair. Man, I like Lucas, dude. Every time I go in the Beach RC trailer, he gives me everything for free. Yeah, that's why I like him, too. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> He's my right-hand man, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's given just about every single person I know something free. So, Dude, that is too funny. Man, the chat's going off. I'm trying not to look at the chat. I'm not going to do it. And I'm not either. I'm going to do just a couple quick yo's because it's, uh, you know, they actually said my name. Um, what's up, Marlo Bright? You know, we got Keenan from the No Name RC podcast is in the house right now. Um, obviously, you said Roach RC. Uh, there's a lot of... A lot of our, uh, lot of our followers and uh, a lot of people I don't know, which is awesome. Hopefully, we can expose them to our podcast, which is completely different than how you approach your stuff. Because I assume, you know, being a YouTube influencer like you are, like your schedule and and your style and what you're trying to do is is way different than what I and, and most of you know the RC quote unquote podcasters uh, or YouTubers do. Um, so, you know, what, what is it that really makes you just tick? What is it that makes you want to do videos five days a week or more? And what is it that makes you want to like, just keep on grinding? Honestly, dude, I've actually tried. I, when I try to take time off, I, I, I don't, and this is what happens. So like, let's say I'm like, all right, tomorrow I'm not going to do anything podcast or not podcast, but YouTube related. I'm not going to record. I'm just going to hang out. And I'm like, you know what? Since I have time, I'm gonna go work on this this uh you know this vendetta that I've been trying to get to go to 100 miles an hour. I was like, well, if I'm gonna do that, I gotta at least share the fun, and I'll literally start recording again. Like my weekends are all like I'll I'll want to do something fun, and anytime I do something fun, I want to capture it and share it. So that's kind of like it doesn't take much to be motivated to do what I do. It it is hard it is hard to be motivated to edit. Editing kind of sucks, but my days actually pretty pretty brutal like i usually wake up early i try to work out in the mornings i won't say i work out every morning but i'll try to work out in the mornings i'll work out and i'll start work i usually work wake up 5 30 i'll start work at at seven eight o'clock and then i'll work till about five and then usually i'm hanging out with my boys we have dinner and then i'm either recording and editing until about midnight like that's literally how almost every day goes for me and then when it goes into the weekend that's when i do a lot of my recordings that's when i'm doing all the stuff i like to do but it's not hard to stay motivated because everything I do, I really, really enjoy. Even my other, my other YouTube channel, you know, it's, um, it's stuff that we, we travel, we travel and play at the casino. Like so long you find what you like to do, it's not really going to work. You're pretty much just wake up and play every day. Yeah. No, that so, makes a lot of sense. You it's know, not, it's not hard. Um, but one thing is like, I, so my channel is very, very family friendly. Right. And a lot of times, again, I, I said that quote about, you know, a lot of people take it kind of sweet. A lot of people don't know who I am. And dude, sometimes it's hard. And you probably get this. Um, and anyone who's actually put stuff out, they, there's these haters that just kind of eventually get to you. 
And dude, sometimes I just want to let loose and just freaking go off. So I think this is the perfect platform. So if I start saying some stuff that might offend guys, you guys got to remember, I wasn't a dad. Like when you become a father, you, you really, I don't want to say you get soft, but you really change perspective, right? You're trying to set an example. But before that, like it would have been, I would have just been thrown down with every guy who was talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't yeah. know that part of me. And I always, <laughs> my boys always do that too. They're like, dad, you're not mean. I'm like, no, I'm not mean. Cause I'm not mean to my boys. Well, like there's some comments. I think there was one comment who said um, that I obviously hate my kids. I'm like, dude, my kids are like my best friend. <laughs> like, I hang out, I hang out with my boys. Like it, my kids, my, my youngest or my oldest son, he actually told me, he goes, dad, I actually look at you as a friend, like a best friend. I don't look at you. I look and I look at mom as an authoritative figure. I was like, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to be? <laughs> we're like, we're like truly like friends. And like those kind of comments, I think it's so funny when people can have such strong judgment and not even freaking know me. You know what I'm saying? It drives me freaking nuts. So if I start to hear stuff and I start to see stuff that trigger me, I'm just gonna let it out because I gotta let it out at some point. And I don't want to let it out on my channel because there might be someone that you know is just getting into the hobby that you know, they're show, they're watching with their dad. And I don't want to set that, that, you know, precedence. I definitely don't want to be that representative of the hobby. And I, I hold a kind of a, a big responsibility that I am kind of the face of the racing community when it comes to the bashers and the people coming in. And I don't, I don't want to do that. So I'm really tame on my, my channel, but it's, it's not always like that. And you guys who've, who've known me know that. So. Yeah. I mean, so that's, one of the reasons why we started the the podcast that's why wheel and trigger was formed it was to try and get the people that we see and listen and watch and and wish that we could be around or you know in the industry the top pros the industry professionals the youtubers the anyone that's doing anything that's to do with rc and learn more about their actual life not just their you know, we all know what Mark Santa Maria does. We all know what, you know, Dakota Finn does, at, you know, at the track. That's that's like what we know them by. But what don't we know, you know, and, and, and at what we've been finding out through all these podcasts and these sit downs with these with these people and these racers and industry professionals is they're just like us. Oh, yeah. They're human. They work. They, they you know, they, they have other hobbies. They have, yep. you know family and they've they've gone through trials and tribulations or they've you know like when kyle neary was telling us about his story you know just about flying private jets from country to country with some of the biggest edm uh stars in the world you know yeah, that's before, crazy you know but those are the things like most of us would never know and you know so to be yourself on this show is it's really the only rule so yeah anybody yeah, that I, doesn't I like it that's you know i i'm offended by them being offended so whenever, so obviously, if you guys don't know, I had a podcast. I was one of the, I would say, Bobby will argue, I was one of the first RC racing podcasts out there with On The Tone. I'll say one of, because uh, Loop Is Live was also early in there. Um, but it was, I, I've interviewed a lot of like top pros. It is so hard to get them out of their, their politically correct mode. Um, and it's a little different for them, right? Because this is, that truly is their job, their livelihood. They don't want to misrepresent their company. Uh, for me, I do this 100% for fun. Uh, my only boss is myself, um, my my day job, obviously, but that's nothing uh, related to this RC stuff. So, like, I have no problem <laughs> with just letting it out and being who I am because it is it is what it is, you know? No, no one's paying me except for myself. Right. And that's, 
That's important. I, I mean, yeah. I think being yourself is the most important thing you can do in life anyways, just be authentic and, you know, not worry about what other people think or say it's, it's hard to do, but it's, it's very important for self-preservation, confidence, everything, just you got to be yourself and, and you got to own it and you got to love it. And, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy. You know, it's, it's very easy to piss people off today. My God. So easy, dude. <laughs> I'm sure we'll piss a few people off because uh, I I look at uh, I'm 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 really I'm really uh, interested in digging into uh, your thoughts on this whole Traxxas thing. So I I don't want to wait to be honest with you. I think okay. um, I think if we if we wait too long, um, I might have too many Coors Lights and that might turn into See, the, a mess. the thing is if we wait wait longer, I'll have too many drinks. I'm okay. 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 <laughs> I'm just, no, no, we'll, we'll go straight uh, into it because a lot of people want to hear about that. Um, so if you guys don't know about the whole Traxxas situation, essentially what happened is they launched, they basically released a whole bunch of cease and desist letters to a lot of the small aftermarket manufacturers. Um, and when they release a cease and desist, what it is, is you are supposed to stop doing what you're doing. Um, but what happened was a cease and desist got released to the, the, the like the, the, the web hosts and things like that. And their websites were just taken down. So they woke up. These guys that have, you know, depend on their livelihood of these websites. I mean, Brent knows. Brent, what would you do if tomorrow Beach RC was gone? Just stop. Fucking burn something down. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, 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 right totally, now. I totally get that. And that's actually what happened to some of these, these uh, aftermarket companies who were selling Traxxas parts. Um, so when it all happened... There was a big push with don't support Traxxas anymore. Don't do this. Don't do this. And people were looking at me to speak on it because I do a lot of stuff about Traxxas. There's one thing that everyone has to understand. I tell everybody when they ask me what kind of car to drive, what what kind of car should you drive? What, what should I drive? I always say drive what your local hobby shop supports because that you'll have the most support. You'll be able to get parts or whatever. Traxxas is my local hobby shop. Like it, It's literally the closest hobby shop to me. And obviously they have everything there. I'm obviously going to support Traxxas. I'm going to do a lot of Traxxas stuff because it is my local hobby shop. But a lot of people want me to stand against them. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. So one thing in me, Brett, you and I have had this conversation. I will never, ever judge someone based on what someone else has told me. I'll never, if you could, you could talk crap about someone all you want, Brent, but unless they did me wrong, I'm not going to judge them on anything. I'll always wait to, for me to be judged myself. Traxxas has never done me wrong. They haven't done. They haven't done anything wrong to me, and and a lot of on, on the contrary, a lot of times they're actually extremely nice to me. They supported my spec slash racing series. They let me host my summer camp out of there. Of course, I'm not gonna like. They haven't done anything wrong as of right now. We're on a re on really good working terms, and for me to sit there and take a stance against them because of what something happened to someone else is it's hard for me to do. I'm not dismissing what everyone what like uh, like I'm not dismissing what the other people have gone through. Like Tony with CCXRC, uh, he went through a lot. I felt for him. Like I felt bad, but I can tell you that Tony's a cool guy. He's not expecting me to say no more Traxxas. He even told me, he says, I'll just watch Traxxas from Mark San Maria's channel. Um, but it's like the, the basically the moral of the story is you have to have your own opinion on things. Um, there's two sides to every story. In this case, my honest to God um, opinion about this whole thing, I think it was handled wrong. In regards to, I think they were a little too abrasive with taking the sites down. But I also don't think that was all Traxxas's fault. Traxxas has, you know, they they even said it. They actually released, and I'll I'll post it on my page. They released something about 
addressing all this, but they have third party companies who literally look for these, these infractions to happen. And when I, when I contacted them and I, obviously I have, I live over here. I have a lot of friends that work there. They had no clue that this was happening. It wasn't like Traxxas was sitting in a room saying, I want that guy to go down. I want that guy to go down. They weren't doing that. They were like, we didn't even know this happened. So there's two sides to every story. Um, but I will say what is wrong and I, what I won't do. And then I, I will call out on some people is this, this really bothers me is like when people try to promote things and Traxxas should get mad at this and they'll say stuff like this is not a Traxxas slash and then promote another vehicle. Like that is a hundred percent. Like you should know that's common sense. That's unethical. Like so long as you act with ethics, like good ethics, I don't think you have a problem. And I see, I, I've seen a recent YouTuber, a YouTuber recently post about basically using this whole Traxxas issue as kind of clickbait and then promote another car. Like if I were Traxxas, even me, it's almost like I want to tell on him. I don't because I'm, I'm not a snitch. But even me, I'm like, dude, that's messed up. Like that using someone else's name to promote another car is jacked up. Sorry. So basically, don't, 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 don't do. Uh, basically, you're saying don't. It's not ethical or it's not cool to do a video or do a review or do show a picture on something that might be Traxxas and then clickbaiting them into selling an Arma or selling a exactly. Redcat or whatever. People have done that. Exactly. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, that's, now. That, that's just cheap that. clicks, man. That's, 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 that's doing it the easy way. And I can, I can tell you, and, and you can do this research yourselves at home, guys. Traxxas videos do way better than any other video. <laughs> It, it is what it is. Yeah. And I, I joke around it about it all the time. I can travel out to PNB. I can travel out to Sick, Wicked Weekend, Silver State, spend all this money, do all these cool things, and get twice as many views just driving my X Max in my backyard and running it through dog shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it just it just works. So people I, I do think that there are some YouTubers out there that abuse that. I don't I don't like that. I think that's messed up. But my whole point of that is, is so long you act with ethics, and I don't think anyone did these things intentionally. They didn't. They weren't aware of what they were doing wrong. And again, I don't think it was handled the best. I think they they could have been a little bit more strategic. Maybe that third party company could say that they were about to address this and been a little more strategic on how they they let like rolled out these cease and desist and took these sites down. But I can tell you right now, if they know if they knew what Traxxas was trying to convey to them, they wouldn't have any problem. This wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. But for anyone to think that I'm just going to take a, a hard stance and say, just stay against Traxxas, I'm not. I can't do it. I, they they didn't do anything wrong to me, and I, they did some things that could have been handled different. But I, I don't think it's that's not that's not where I stand. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, Traxxas is the 800 pound gorilla in the room. I mean they they are so strong as one brand. I mean, arguably, they're strong enough as one brand to take on Horizon and a main. Just, I mean, they they're, they're so strong they don't need them. You know, they pulled their stuff from their distribution. Um, they're they're a great brand. I mean, I I love Traxxas as a brand, uh, as a hobby shop owner. They they take care of us. They are, they have been changing their practices lately. There are yeah. some things that I'm not excited <laughs> about. Are you going to talk um, about those? Because I'll address those too. Because I do agree with you on that one. Well, and it, yeah. that, that affected me also. So uh, go ahead. The, for people that don't know, um, you know, we're, they just started in the last few vehicle releases, TRX4M, the new uh, high trail Ford. 
Uh, I think those are the first two. Um, but I assume that it's just going to be like this moving forward. And they've made it to where shops like myself cannot sell them online. Only Traxxas can sell them online. And we only sell direct to our customers, which it's a double-edged sword. And, and, and this is why I'm bummed. Because for the past 10 years, we've worked very hard at securing customers and, and acquiring customers around the country. Uh, I started my website within two months, three months of opening the store. So literally my, my whole goal was to have a great website and a great store from the day I opened up. So for, for 10 years, we've been building up a customer and a clientele base, not just in our store, but online. We spent a lot of money doing it. We've worked very hard to taking care of our customers and arguably our return rates and, and our, and our, customer service rates with the, with these other big companies, very minimal probably compared to a lot of other people. Cause we take care of our people in-house and every now and then we'll utilize, you know, the help from these other big brands, but for them to say that they're, that we can't sell online because they're taking that away from us. They're taking that ability. And, and then tracks is basically said, if you're not in an area, um, a customer is not in an area of a hobby shop that they can drive to, then they need to order it directly from Traxxas.com. Well, let, let me play devil's advocate real quick. Let's say you didn't have an online presence. Would you like that move by Traxxas? I, I'm, I've always been impartial. I'm not a hater to websites. I'm not a hater to brick and mortar. I, I've, I've always thought from the day I opened up that, you, you know, forward thinking was I, I need a website. You know, I want to compete with online. So I think if you're not kind of transforming your business model into the modern times, then you're not doing what's right for your business right now. I mean, that's how I think and not, no, I, I, it wouldn't bother me if I was a brick and mortar and they said that people could sell the stuff online. Not no, everybody has it, stuff it, all the time. Would you appreciate the fact that they sure you can allow, of course, of course. So, so that, I so appreciate Traxxas for a lot of things they do, not just this. Like they, they're very protect. They, they help us. They raise their prices on the website. If you're going to order from Traxxas, you're going to pay more than you pay for me or anybody. Yeah, because they, they want you to buy from the hobby shops. Yep. But I don't know if they took into consideration the amount of money that we've put into acquiring these customers and to to get them to buy from us and like us for our service, our 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 stock, our inventory. You know and. I think I think you're a rare case though, a rare case that has a big brick and mortar and an online shop. Like I, I think maybe they should let me sell it then, <laughs> not everybody else. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, it was you were kind of in this mega gray area. So for me, it was by not. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, yeah, they they basically the TRX4M was one of the biggest ones where they don't let anyone sell online. Like you can't go buy a TRX4M online. You can only buy it your brick and mortar. Um, the reason why I say that affects me, I'll, uh, one of my biggest revenue streams is affiliate sales. I can't, I, I basically, I can't sell anything because all my stuff is through online. I, I don't, it, it was a direct hit on me. However, I appreciated what they were trying to do, which is keep the brick and mortars open because brick and mortars are dying. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to be a brick and mortar. But I go back to, and I'm not saying it's easy because Lord knows it's not easy, but you've, 
no matter what business you're in, you have to be a forward thinker. You can't just think that people are going to come to you because you have a hobby shop. And that was the reason I started my website. I was like, I want customers all over the country because you can only get so many people to come through your door. We're in Myrtle Beach. There's literally 30,000 permanent residents compared to being in like Houston at Mike's Hobby Shop where there's 3 million people in Houston or something, right? Yeah. We don't, we don't get that many people to walk through our doors. We don't have the opportunity to advertise to that many people. We have to sell online to get volume, to, to, to sell more. I mean, that's just, that was our business model. And it's, it's not easy, but people can change. Like you can start up a website and you can put your stuff on the website. If you're locate, if you're, if you're willing to do the work and not everyone's willing to take on that work. You know, and, and it's, it's fine. There's, there's no problem with it. You're not a bad store if you don't have a website, period. It's a, it's a lot of work for sure to, to host a website. Tons. <laughs> Tons. <laughs> you pretty much, it's almost a second business. It actually is a second. It's, a, it's like a second business, like making your business two different things. It's, it's crazy. So, it, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I think I think tough. you're 100% right. I mean, you nailed it on your head and your, your, your thinking is, is perfect. Like even... Luckily for me, my business, it's worldwide because it's YouTube, but you know, even your business is worldwide, but you have to broaden your market because it will only grow so big if you're a brick and mortar, obviously. Right. And then also, if you really want to sell stuff, you have to have inventory and having inventory is not cheap. So that's, that's one of the things like we took pride in is we have stuff that people around the country don't even have. You know what I mean? So you, you bring in stuff, other people could sell out. And we've, we got so much of it or, or we were the last place people looked for it. And we'll end up with stuff that nobody in the country has, not even the, the manufacturer because they're waiting on it to be remade. Right. You know, and it's, we've, we've worked real hard to become that place that people can depend on. And we've built a pretty good cult following and, and, it, you know, in our own way, you know, we, you, you named MSM, the MSM nation. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I beat you to that with beach yeah, nation. <laughs> Um, but you know, we built this group, this beach nation, this following of people that, you know, when we show up at a track with the white whale and Lucas, or if we're doing videos or if we're just racing or just selling online or having a sale or our Facebook, you know, we're, we're cheeky. We don't, we don't take things too serious. We're not corporate. We like to have fun. And I think that resonated over the years and has got us, you know, pretty, pretty far, but. I'll, I'll Take- say my favorite thing about your model, Brent, and just the way you guys operate is you're in it for the community. You're not like just initially you would think you be in Beach RC. I'm sponsored by ProTech. I do a lot of stuff with A-Main that you would be like, no, we don't want to deal with Mark. But me and you become really good friends. That was never the problem. You yeah. were just like, hey, obviously there's room for both of us. Let's right. just work together. And I really like how you guys don't don't look at what brand you're running or who you're representing. And and even with RC Box Club, obviously, if you guys don't know, we're, we're the owners of RC Box Club. Like, whenever I talk about, hey, maybe we should throw some A-Main stuff, and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Right. <laughs> like, you're working together, and I think we need more of the the shops, uh, manufacturers working together, because there's there's room for everybody. Yeah, 100%. So, so it's... My, my take on the Traxxas thing is pretty simple. If you manufacture something that broke a patent that's on you you shouldn't have done it if you have a website that sells something that broke a patent that's a to me that's kind of a crappy way to go down 
You're it was just a verbiage to, thing. It's a verbiage thing. So it was like if, like, let's say I had, you know, these widgets. I can't say Traxxas widgets. I have to say these widgets are for the Traxxas blah blah blah, or Beach RC widgets for Traxxas blah blah. You can't you can't make it look like the brand is Traxxas. Right. That that's what they're that's what they're thinking. They're not saying you can't you can't do it. And in regards to like uh like aftermarket parts, obviously there are people who make aftermarket parts all, all day. They're not trying to attack aftermarket part companies. Um, they just don't want anyone to represent as Traxxas. And I'm getting that not from them telling me. That's what that it says on their website, which yeah. I'll, I'll again I'll put a link on it. But yeah, yeah, I, I, that, I, that's what it was. It was a verbiage thing. I've got that link right here that I'm going to drop in the chat for anybody. That oh, wants you have to. the link? The 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 Traxxas. Uh... Yep. Oh yeah, they're trademark guidelines. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I agree. And you you know, you can't be shady, and you got to do things right. And you know. If you do it wrong, expect, you know, what do they say? Um, F-A-F-O. Fuck around, find out. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. It's a know, graph. The line goes like this. The more you fuck around, the more you find out. <laughs> I love that video. That That's one of the greatest. That that and the Crazy Hot Matrix are two of the best YouTube Dude. videos ever made. I You and, know, I debated on. Actually, I think I have shown my, my 13-year-old that Crazy Hot Matrix video. My wife is named tiffany and you know where that is on the crazy hot matrix <laughs> it's on the crazy it's on the crazy it's at the top of crazy <laughs> it's, the, it's the tiffany's and all your hairdressers yeah i love my wife man so Damn. so so those are the ones that get your tires slash and uh all different types of <laughs> oh man she's definitely uh she's crazy hot that's all i can say <laughs> but man. yeah it, the the tracks this thing i think it was it, it, it blew up um because of how it was handled and i won't say that it was handled the best i'll i'll say that it could have been handled better and i yeah. feel for the guys who had their website taken get taken down like i would i would lose it if my my youtube channel went away like just randomly went away and it happens can um, you imagine if rc oh box God. club got took down but you know i tell i tell my <laughs> wife this i tell my wife i tell my wife that dude <laughs> don't don't even don't even say it. That, that's only that's only happened like two or three times but i tell my <laughs> wife this all the time and i tell my kids this and a lot of times and i've been through this before like the the analogy i'll use is like when you get laid off a lot of times you're in the dumps you're like you're feeling like it's over like people put so much value on the job that you have but the value isn't in the job that you have it's your ability to make the money it's the it's what you do so if that happened to me, I would be mega bummed. It would be really bad. But I haven't lost the value, and my value is that I can make videos. So I would just make videos and start over again. It would be hard, but that's what you. I I say that like it's easy. It's not easy, um, but that's kind of the mentality you got to take when those things happen because you can't control those things when they happen. No. So no. Yeah, it, it's tough, and uh, you know, as far as basically, the last thing I'll say about Chuck's thing is. People that are bashing it are either mega fans of someone that got taken down or in trouble for it or didn't like Traxxas to begin with. The, the third-party situation is tough because it's not somebody within the company with the company's best interest. It's a paid, right. hired hand and they're doing what they think their job is without really knowing exactly the repercussions. I would say almost like the Bud Light situation. I'm assuming something similar. But the 
people might not know this about Traxxas also, they have a third party map pricing people as well. Yeah. And call out. Yep. They, <laughs> I mean, randomly, not regularly, but every so often we miss a product that a map price went up maybe a penny. Like we might sell it for five ninety nine, and they went up on map to $6. This is no, no BS. This and they'll get happening. you for that. Well, they have to because map pricing is six dollars. But they we, they let you know they don't take you oh, down. No, 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 they don't take you down. They they give right. you like three days. Well, what happens is if you don't abide by their ruling on it, they well, did I lose you? I can't hear you anymore. I I, <laughs> I can't hear you. Can you guys can you guys in the chat hear me? Can yeah. you hear us? There you go. I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. That was I weird. don't know why my mic got muted. That's weird. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I you know, they you have to have it exactly like that or they'll stop selling to you as a as a dealer. So yeah, and, and the again, that's to protect everybody, right? If I'm yep. if I'm MSM selling the Traxxas cars at this price, I'm gonna be pissed. If BHRC sells it for a dollar less than I do, I'm a hundred percent pro map pricing. I'm a hundred percent. That that's obviously and and same with this. And you know, as someone who has their own brand, uh, now we have our own brand. Like if we patents aren't cheap, if you're gonna pay to get all these patents done, you're you're gonna pay to protect those patents also. And that, and that's Absolutely. what they did. And I hate feeling like I'm defending Traxxas, and it does sound like that. I'm just saying I see where they're coming from and I'm not I'm not saying how they handled it was right. I, I'll say right off the bat how they handled it was was messed up, but it wasn't on it wasn't intentionally, right? It was through these third party things and it just happened out that way. So Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> Barry said Traxxas cut them off. I'm I'm <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about uh map pricing, Brent. Jesus. Yeah, they got in on us quick. I don't they got some hackers over there, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I, you know, the third party people need they they obviously I would hope that this situation has prompted a discussion within the two companies to on how to handle things, because yeah. there's a way, you know what I mean? The first thing should have been cease and desist. Now, if they did this like three months ago and they didn't cease and desist and we don't know about that part, you know, then shame on them. But, uh, I, you know, they, they they're, they're going to learn to handle it right. Trax is a good company. They're good people. Um I don't, I don't really, I'm really upset that this guy just said that I was uh, muted for mentioning Bud Light, Rick Hayes. You're probably right. The, the internet, hey, be nice uh, Rick. That's my boy. The internet yeah. is, uh, is, is a tough place to live, my man. So you're probably right. We need, we need some Elon Musk uh, love behind us here. And tool, that- Toolful, Greg said the two adults are commenting on tracks that, so to be fair, to be that, fair, that, the whole Traxxas thing didn't didn't directly affect us. I think if both of our sites got taken down, this conversation would be a little bit different. Oh, there'd be but, a whole lot more fuck yous going on and motherfuckers. Yeah, that's for sure. Exactly. I, I definitely, I totally see why people are mad. Uh, I'm not dismissing that at all. So what but, what sites were taken down that you know of? The big one for me was CCXRC. That's Tony. He's another YouTuber. Uh, dude, he's a he's super he's a funny YouTuber. Like some of the things that he does on his YouTube channel, 
I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? Like one thing he does is he kind of has like this alter ego where he's kind of like this hillbilly that does RC stuff. Dude, I think it's hilarious. Uh, but that was the main one that I knew got taken down. And um, me and Tony aren't like friends. Like we, we haven't gone and, you know, had beers together or anything like that, but we, we chat online and just talking to him. He's, he's a good dude. And that one, when that happened and I saw that his got taken down, I was like, dang, that, that is pretty messed up. Um, but I can tell you that the, I talked to him through the whole thing uh, periodically, not obviously every step by step, but I think his, his opinion might've changed a little bit. I don't know if he's released anything on it. Um, but yeah, it was just, he knows what he did, but he was just mad about how it was done. Yeah. It was just like instantly he was, he was cut off and it was like, man, you couldn't even like, let me know. In my opinion, like for me, like I'm a big boy scout when it comes to doing things right. And you know, this brand, I mean, with the RC box club, how many, how much paperwork slash legal stuff have we gone through? Our, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like nonstop, right? We're, we're always, so legit. <laughs> we're we're super like i'm so legit like i almost want to get audited just to just to be able to pick their brain a little bit more exactly um but yeah it's like how do you know where i was going with that i think i think it's kicking in but yeah i'm like i'm like a mega boys guy well was it just his youtube channel or did he have a website that was no no, no, it wasn't it wasn't his youtube channel it was just his uh his uh merch site but for, so for you guys who don't know, when it comes to being a YouTuber, YouTube shouldn't be your only source of revenue for your, your YouTube business. CCXRC is doing it right. And even Kevin Talbot has talked about this. You have to have some, you have to basically diversify your income when it comes to YouTube. So I'm assuming Tony had some great products on his site. I'm assuming he did a lot of revenue through his site, uh, maybe even more than what gets done through YouTube. So that was a big, a big hit for him. All so. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Anyways. So we, um, that's the Traxxas thing. And you know, I'm glad that you came on here to talk about it because I don't really know if I've ever said anything about my feelings on the new stuff that's going on. So I'm glad that uh, I got to air that out. But, you know, well, I, it was one of those things where everyone wanted me to do it on my channel. But honestly, I think I owe, I owe the respect to Traxxas for just what they, they've done a lot for me. Uh, and if anything, I'll, I want to say thanks to Traxxas for everything they've done. They support me a lot. And um, like, I don't want to bring more attention to it. I, it's not that I don't want to address it. I, I'm addressing it here. But those things, and I can tell you being in the hobby this long, anything like this that happens that really just rocks the boat, it goes away. People forget. Yeah. And uh, it, it's um, this podcast might be almost late enough where it might have already gone away we could have probably gone without talking about it but i know everyone <laughs> wanted to hear about it so yeah they they are they really suing hbo for using the word max again i i so i don't know for for you guys who who don't know i don't know anything about like i don't hear i don't talk to my guys at traxis like that like the guys that are my friends at traxis they don't know about these things they like what if i them. said that we don't believe you I mean, you can <laughs> you can say that all you want. I've never met Mike Jenkins. Um, and what's crazy is I've seen Mike Jenkins like at the Traxxas corporate place while I'm conducting this summer camp that's going freaking awesome. All these people driving RC cars. And he like I not that I'm like expecting him to come talk to me. I know he's a super busy man. I'll tell you the closest I've got to Mike Jenkins Jenkins 
was whenever I went to go buy a Lamborghini after my channel was doing well, I, I was going to go buy a Lamborghini. I ended up not buying a Lamborghini and bought a truck and an <laughs> RV instead or a travel trailer instead. But when I went to go buy a Lamborghini, I was talking to the Lamborghini guy and he was like, so what do you do? I said, I'm a YouTuber. And he goes, so what's your YouTube about? I said, RC cars. He goes, oh, I know a guy that works at Traxxas. I said, really? What's his name? He goes, Mike Jenkins. Like, yeah, he doesn't work there. <laughs> he owns it. So apparently Mike Jenkins buys um, Lamborghinis from my my sales guy at Lamborghini. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I've never talked to him. So I don't know those guys like at that level. Again, I know people who work there. I go into the shop. Obviously, they know me by first name basis. I have a marketing guy that I talk to. But I mean, I can tell you that that was not the vibe that I got from anybody. And everyone was like, dang, that happened. Like the first thing I did when all that was happening is I called him like, am I about to get taken down or whatever? And uh, they're like, no, we don't, we don't like, seriously, everyone was like, we don't know that was even happening. And I wow. think the perception was, is again, everyone probably thought that there was this group of people at Traxxas that was pulling up websites and saying that one goes down. That, that, that was not the case. It was like, it just happened. These third party companies took action. And I think going back to your comment about HBO Max, which blew my mind also, I thought that was hilarious. And I wonder what HBO Max did. I mean, obviously they probably had to address it, but, <laughs> but if you guys don't know, Atraxis tried to sue HBO Max for using Max and HBO. And I don't know if they tried to sue. I just know that there's like actual public information about this this lawsuit. Maybe um, Traxxas is making so much money they had to spend it. So they're like, fuck it. Let's sue HBO <laughs> for calling it Max. I mean, I'm not the dog. Traxxas is obviously a huge company in our industry. But HBO is another one. <laughs> Yeah. that's like me going after <laughs> mr beast like it doesn't work that way like mr beast you cannot use any rc vehicles in your videos <laughs> don't rip my videos off you'd be like sue what? you for using fucking something i like <laughs> mr beast would he probably wouldn't even get involved he he'd be like, like bro here's a million dollars shut up care of this dude <laughs> he said here's a million dollars shut up I get here's your free Lambo. <clears throat> he would make a video, paid a guy a million dollars for threatening to sue me, and then get ten million dollars on that video. It's like whatever. That might be the one video <laughs> he'll never make. What? That anyone that says, you know, I'm gonna sue you for a million bucks because can you imagine how many people would sue him? That would be a whole episode. Like a oh, billion yeah, dollars. Right, they would. Oh. That dude. I was on one of his uh Beast Reacts videos. Did you ever see that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I was pretty stoked about that. I didn't get the uh, the uh, stuff that uh, Race Like a Girl got whenever Supercar Blondie shared her. Oh, stuff. Oh. <laughs> but for for those of you who don't know, there's another industry YouTuber, and her name's Katie Carmendy, and her channel's Race Like a Girl. She she is a great influence on the hobby. She's a great mentor to the females getting in, and then she also puts on um, what is it, the Stars of Tomorrow or um, I think it's stars of tomorrow, something like that. But future, future stars of RC is, I think, is what it is. And um, she puts on this event every year. She collects tires all year from people, gives them all out and sets to all these people that, that are just getting started. She puts up this race where the, the 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 future stars of RC get to get paired with a pro. The pros help them. Um, she does it once a year. She gives them all shirts, some um, goodie bags, and that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it, she's a, she's a great influence on the hobby. She's a pretty good, pretty dang good racer. She's a really pretty girl. Um, 
you know, really, she's a principal of a, of a school. Like she is the model. Is she of, really? Yes. Like she is a model citizen, model racer, model person for a hobby. Yeah. Well, she did a pit stop video. One of the, she's probably like second or third in the industry to do like a, a cool pit stop video, but hers went viral. Supercar Blondie asked if they could use it. They've showcased it. Now she has over 200 million views on that short and her page just jumped to like 260 thousand uh subscribers yeah that's nuts dude congrats to her she's working really hard um i'm you know i love her and her husband they're great people and uh, i'm 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 stoked for them you know i I hope that she can use that platform to make better of uh, of our industry yeah i've never even met her i probably need to we could probably collaborate i think it would be good yeah for sure she's she's just that kind of person man she's really good i mean that just shows though like how how like people probably are blown away with how these guys make so much money as YouTubers. And I'm not talking about Mark San Maria channel. I'm talking about like Mr. Beast, Dude Perfect, like how they make so much money. They actually earn that money. Like just imagine it was just a share that Super Clark Car Blondie did. And she took a uh, race like a girl's channel to 230s. That's a that's extremely valuable. Uh, my, my kids always bring that up. Like, you know, Floyd Mayweather makes so much money on boxing. These YouTubers make so much money. They they actually earn it. They earn every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually bringing in that money. It's not like they they're just give. It's given it given to them. You know, right. they didn't wake up to it. So, well, it, it, that Mr. Beast. I mean, I, after listening to him, the only time I really listened to him off, outside of his videos was when he was on Joe Rogan. And just think, like the dude's gotten so big, but he's also just threw his pecker on the table and was like, "Here we go." Like three million dollars to make a set to give away a million dollars, but his Dude, video got, will bring in six or seven million. I think I saw a video where he got offered a billion dollars for his channels and he turned it down. And then they did a, like an analysis, and they were like, "Yeah, his channels are worth way more than a billion dollars." <laughs> and I was like, right. God damn. "Right." I mean, it's just uh, the the level of success he's gotten to is incredible, and and it's like you said, anyone can get lucky. Everyone, I. I would I would argue that just about anyone that's successful, especially in the YouTube world and in, in social media or influencer, got lucky at some point if they're making really good money. Um, I got lucky. I can yeah. tell you. I can tell you how I got lucky. It was COVID. My channel only took off when COVID hit. Like when COVID hit, my I was projected like on on YouTube. Whenever you do your, you can like see what your projections are during COVID. I was projected to be at a million subscribers in three years. That's how fast my channel was growing during COVID. Wow. Yeah, it, it was crazy. COVID did so much more positive things in my life than it did negative things. It, it's insane. Like, it it boosted my channel. I went to the hospital, almost died. Like, I thought I was going to die. I didn't almost die. You're During COVID, the heart of COVID, I'm in the hospital. Everyone's dying in the hospital. Obviously, you're thinking you're going to die. And, like, whenever you're about – whenever you think you're going to die, it puts everything in perspective. And at that point, I said, you know, the last thing I thought about uh, when I was, thought I was going to die was work. All I could think about was spending time with my family, uh, my friends, making memories. When I got done, when I got out of that hospital, I promised myself I would never think like that. I'd never put work in front of anything ever again. And it's made my life such a, a I'm, it's, it's made me such happy, such more happy. I'm much happier now after all that happened. So COVID has played like a, a super positive influence on my life, which is crazy. Yeah, I, I unfortunately it, it it had that effect on a lot of people. Like the, it was unfortunate that COVID had to happen for it to happen, but 
I mean, anybody with a website did better. And, you know, for people that could, you know, had the ability to work from home, it made their life better, um, less travel, less stress. Um, but obviously, you know, it was, it was pretty bad for a lot of people. And, you know, it's, that was a, that was a wild stretch of a it couple years crazy. there. So crazy, dude. I mean, I'm glad that it helped you and it definitely helped us. I mean, that was a good time for us to, to really work on our, our web skills because we didn't have a lot of foot traffic and allowed us to really concentrate on taking care of beachrc.com. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it well, during COVID did it how bad and obviously we don't have to go into details, but did it help your sales? Were your sales actually better during COVID? Yeah, because there was a lot of free money. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah, there was a lot of free money. They were encouraged to spend it on shit that they didn't need. And um, and the, the whole point of the stimulus was to boost businesses, um, even though certain places like California and, you know, New York and places where they people were just getting shafted and screwed. Um, but most places were trying to, to work, even though that it was difficult and the guidelines were difficult. But for people with a website that had a product in stock, it was, you know, it was amazing. And we were we were really lucky because I stock a lot and a lot of stuff was hard to get during COVID because the manufacturers were shut down. Mm-hmm. So we just got hit and kept getting hit until we were depleted And it. And then by the time we were depleted, finally stuff was coming in because we had ordered it long enough in advance. And, um, it, it was, a it was good for us in that, in that sense. Um, we didn't lay off one person and all the people that worked for me didn't want to get laid off. They all, they all stuck it out. They all didn't want to go and get that free money. Um, I, I, you know, I have a great team and I had a, you know, we had a vision and, and everyone wanted to come to work and get out of the house. And, um, it worked, it worked out for us, but I know, you know, I, I, I still feel bad for the people that weren't able to do anything and it wasn't because they didn't want to, or they weren't able, it was because they were forced to sit in their house and watch their businesses die or, you know, not able to work because their jobs were furloughing people or whatever. And that's, I, I feel for them more, more than anything, but. Um, God forbid, you know, we lived in place, California and stuff like that, where you couldn't even go to a restaurant and you were in a really good position because you had, you already had your website, like you already had a a, a platform to continue to do business. Like these other, these other hobby shops, they had to figure out a way to do business. I know my local hobby shop was taking, taking orders and like meeting off hours, like trying to go around the whole shutdown thing. They had to do whatever they could, but you guys were good. So it, it was, I, again, obviously COVID is a, a, was a scary time. I think it's, it's just going to be so crazy to be able to talk to our grandkids and say we lived, you know, through that time where the entire, can you believe that into everything was shut down? I mean, that, even thinking about it now, it wasn't that long ago. It was just crazy to me. Yeah. I, I what a crazy time. I, and I, unfortunately I'm kind of on the side of the fence that still thinks there's more to come. Um, politically. Yeah. You know, people know where I stand and and I feel like this country needs better. And I'm not talking a, a party. I'm talking just it needs to do better. I, yeah. The people in power need to do better. I don't give a crap who you are and how you got there. You need to be looking out for number one. And number one is, you, you know, us, the people. Right. That's what you got elected for. So right now, I don't feel like that's happening and I'm not a fan. And um, fuck those people. 
<laughs> fuck them all. Oh man. Yeah, we won't go down that path because that's going to be never ending, but I think uh mine and your views are similar. <laughs> At least we talked about it. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> go for it. I don't talk about any of that stuff on my channel obviously. I, I mean, it's not a political channel, but I'll I'll tell you guys a funny comment though. And Brent, you don't know this. Um I don't know if you heard that. A funny comment that I got whenever I first started my channel. And I'll never forget this comment because it was so like hateful but funny. But a guy said something along the lines of, Look at this, look at this pretentious asshole guy. He wears his name on his shirt at these races. I bet you he lives with his mom. He's a Democrat and something so like he just a whole bunch of shit. I'm like, dude, he like he was wrong on every single level there. Like, those are the guys I'm talking about. Like, dude, seriously? Like, you're going to say that she didn't even fucking know me. You know what I'm saying? So ignorant. Oh, God. it it That kind of shit. Like, I, I I do my best. And for you guys who don't know, like, if you if you go look at my channels and my comments, I'll respond. I'll read them all. When I do read comments, I'll read them all, and I'll respond to the good ones. I won't respond to negative guys. Yeah, um, but smart. It's one of those things. Like, they and Melissa reminds me all the time, like, these guys are the guys are telling you that you've you know that you've changed your lives and you you've you've influenced them to do better things and race RC and you're sitting here commenting on a guy that has no idea what you are or who you are and just talking shit. I don't yep. I, I don't I don't respond to them so. It's a waste of time, you know. They, Big time. You, I I, uh, I live by a few mottos and one of the one of the most important ones that I live by. And I, I have to pinch myself and remind myself on a regular basis is you can only control or what it, it, you can only control things in your control. You know, you go, yeah. I don't worry about anything that's out of my control. So if it's something that I can control, I work on it. I worry about it. That's what I focus on. I don't people what they whatever people say out of my control. I don't worry about them. They ain't shit to me. <laughs> You know, yeah. if they're haters, they're haters. I got plenty of people that are part of this, you know, movement and what we do. And um, if you if if you need validation from a hater, you're probably doing it wrong. You know, I don't need validation. That's actually good though. Like I, the haters are actually good. Chase, sure. my buddy, my buddy Chase, um, I talk to all the time, and he always tells me he's like, "Man, I wish I had haters." I'm like, "It's true. Haters are. It's a good thing that there's haters." And I got a lot of them. The whole. <laughs> Oh shit, son of them. You know what? Okay, let, let me get this off my chest. You know what I can't stand is the guys that you'll like, you'll pull up in your brand new, like, and this is a hypothetical, but you'll pull up in your brand new Lamborghini. They'll look at it. It's a badass Lamborghini, and they'll say, it needs new wheels. Like, bitch, just be happy that I have a damn Lamborghini. Like, you know it's a cool car. Like, why are you going to shoot some some holes in my shit? Like, I <laughs> can't know. stand it. when the, the, There are people that are like that. Like, I won't call them out. I won't say anything. But in my head, I'm like, I will never be friends with that dude. Like, why do you got to be so damn negative? Like, be happy for people. Like, if someone shows you something they're proud of, be happy for the reason why they're proud of it. Don't try to shoot holes in their shit. That's like if you... If why would you said, I want new wheels when I just spent $200,000 on a car? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, the guys who just focus on... They try to find the one negative thing on whatever you're trying to show people and that you're proud of, and then we'll just, just ream it. It's like, come on. Like, dude, come on. I can't yeah. stand that crap. No, it's uh, it's just fuel for the fire, baby. That's all it is. You know, just haters gonna hate. Yeah, they are. Big time. Uh, I, I I I cheated. I looked at a comment. 
Uh, Donnie's dad, Stuart, he's a cool guy. He uh, said, Mark, look at this guy. Mark's head is huge. I don't know if he's talking about literally or figuratively because my head is literally. <laughs> 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 Let me see the size of this hat. Yeah, this is a seven and three quarters. I, I have a that's massive a big We head. joked around about it on the last live feed. Yeah, that's a big head. <laughs> Rob, producer Robert also has a big head. Luke <laughs> Lucas has a big head. Dude, my, it sucks. Like, it's a true, like I talked about it on my live feed last night. It's a true problem. Like, Let's say we were to go go karting. Like I would have to worry. Shit, I hope they have a helmet that will fit my big ass. <laughs> sucks. Well, you'll be all right, man. Just make your cheeks do this. It's. Uh, I mean, it hurts. It hurts my head. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So, what? What? Like, there's a lot of things. Like, I, I feel like we got so much to talk about. We just scratched the surface. Um. What do you want to talk about? What What else you got? Like. I don't want to well, take. I don't want to just take I, over I your kinda, show. I kind of. You don't. Baby, you on my show. You you the show. <laughs> I don't want, dude. I have a tendency to over talk people and like take over. I well, have a podcast also. I did this last. I did this last night. It's funny because um, I I got some really uh, so about a week ago I got a uh, YouTube a comment on the Wheel and Trigger YouTube page and it was uh, you're gonna love this and I literally I went home and told my wife. The same thing that this person said. I I told Lucas the next day after we did it what this the the exact same thing that this person commented. So it, it I knew instantly when I did the first uh, podcast with um, Dakota Fem that I talked too much. Like I over talked my guest. Yeah, and uh, um, everyone makes that mistake when they first do this. Yeah, and and it's hard because you know you want to insert your views or you want to like comment back on what they're talking about, but. Um, I knew it. I knew it when the podcast was over. I told Dakota, I was like, damn, that was awesome. But I just, I think I talked too much. And uh, so a guy commented the other day, he's like, you know, great, great interview. You know, maybe you should, you know, let the guest talk a little more or whatever. And so as I progressively get through, you know, 10, you know, 10 or 11 podcasts that we've done now, I'm like, you know, slowly getting better at just, you know, letting them and trying to also pull that good information out, which is also very tough because, a lot of the people I bring on, I know pretty well, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to talk about something that you've already talked about, right? You know, but sometimes it segues into it perfectly. But, um, man, this Coors Light giving me some uh, burps. Um, I thought you, I thought you were going to start getting emotional on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I I feel like. Um, you know, I bring people on and I do my, my show when I do these, whether it's, this is the first live, obviously, but when, when I bring people into the studio, that's what I want. I want people to talk. I want them to take over the show. I want to be able to listen and then like figure out where I can go with it next. So, you know, I like interesting stuff, you know, the, the, the things, you know, you and I, so your family took me somewhere when we were at the chili bowl, you took yeah. me somewhere I've never been like, and these are the kind of things I like when I look into, into podcasts and when I look into these, you know, trying to figure out what to talk about, you know, like you guys t- took me to a whole new experience that I want to continue to do. And we're, you know, which was go to a, what they called a hot pot. Yeah. It was a hot the, pot. Yeah. Hot I'm glad pot. you clarified that because it almost sounded like a, we took you to like some, <laughs> some rub and tug or something. Hey. <laughs> no, it was, we, we, Santa Maria's get down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you guys took me out to lunch that day and we went and talked business and we hung out and we, we, you know, just, had a good experience and that's that's what i want in the same the same 
situation is talking about, uh, you know, things that I don't know about you, but yeah. I know a lot about you because I watch a lot of your videos and, you know, we're, we're buddies, we see each other and we, you know, we hang out. So um, one thing that we haven't done yet is um, we worked real hard on getting this, uh, this live feed set up and we even bought a, a new phone number to have some call-ins. So sweet. All right. I, uh, so real, real quick, let me touch up on what you were saying about inner, like talking over people. I, I will say I, this is, that is something that happens to everyone who starts a pot. Even that happened to me when I started my podcast, I noticed I was talking over people, but some of your guests don't really. And I didn't watch the Dakota one. Um, not, nothing against Dakota and nothing against your podcast, but some of the guests don't really flow well. They don't really keep conversation going well. And sometimes you find yourself having to push and keep the conversation going. So don't take it, don't take it to offense and don't take it too too hard. I think it was good feedback. And it happens to everybody that you know you, you end up talking over people. Um hey Robert, get that. You're Go gonna ahead. you're gonna get calls. Uh real quick, someone <laughs> asked about a sneaker check. Yeah, oh yeah. What uh, what shoes you got on tonight, right, Mark? So I'm, I'm not I, wearing Somebody shoes. almost ruined that earlier. I, they, they kept asking, uh, who was that? Um... Angel? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not wearing shoes, but I I'm in my house. I knew you weren't going to wear shoes. No, 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 no. Look, listen. I brought a couple of pairs that okay. would go with this fit. Um, Ooh, so this, right. is, this is what I would wear with this fit. Uh, HRC I brought, shoes. I brought some, uh, some Jordan 1. These are brand oh. new. Dead stock. Carolina blue, even I'm better. Sure. Not even Carolina blue. That's like blue, blue. That's navy. This is, this That's Duke blue. blue. These are actually uh, kind of bricks. They're not. They don't do really well in the resale market. But then that would be if I was wearing jeans. But if I was wearing camo shorts, which I'm wearing now, I would wear my powder blue Jordan One lows. Look at those. Wow. The blue. Dude, look! Look how look how pimp that would have looked with that. Oh my god! I that would have been those. fire, dude. Oh nice. uh, yeah, I'd wear those. <laughs> You That's actually sick. probably need a pair of these to match. I your need feet a pair of those. Stuff. I got super sensitive feet, and so like I, I I have to wear wides, and anything with leather up front squishes. I have to have like that mesh in the front so that my feet kind of breathe and, and widen out. Those shoes are bad to the bone, right there. <laughs> Dude, I did that. This is probably what I would have gone with again because I'm wearing shorts and I wear lows when I wear shorts. It would match so good, but these match perfect. And I, again, my big thing is I, the the soles. There's not very many shoes with. I'm not going to take the podcast over with sneaker stuff, but I really like this shoe. Well, so there, there was my sneaker stuff. That's what I would have wore if I would have came into the came to the studio. One of those. My, my boy Kyle Neary on there said those would be toast after one Marshall. I dude, and I wear them at the track. You saw me wearing. I did. I I even <laughs> said like, "What are you doing, bro?" Hey, what what did Lucas say when he called? Uh, I told him I'm not putting you on the air, Lucas, and he said, "Come on, ah. man." <laughs> Let Lucas maybe, call in. We ain't scared. Maybe he can be the last guy. All right. So should I put up the number? I mean, I'm I'm having fun. I hope we're not ending it soon. No, I'm putting up a phone number, Mark. How can we all end right, it? All right. All right. My bad. Look. All right. So want to know? People, yeah. What are you drinking? People want to know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I saw vodka and tonic, but I don't drink very often. A lot of so people. You're feeling you, good. They think that I'm like a hardcore partier. When I first got an RC, I did party really hard with like Chad Panic and Kolog and those guys. Oh boy. But you know, I'm old now, so yeah. it takes me like six days to recover from a hangover. And I, I so the, 
be the up phone there. number is posted. It's one line, so we'll take one caller, and when that person hangs up, we'll take another. This is this is not a, uh, you know, we're not. Billy Crow, Billy Crow brought up a good point. He says, "Mark, don't marshal." I don't. I don't marshal. I have my kids marching for me. <laughs> my, my boys were like, "Are you going to pay me?" I was like, "Are you going to oh, pay your boy. entry fees?" So yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's oh boy, here we go. We got an issue here, Mark. We have an issue. Yep. Oh, the issue's what? about to be on. Wait, I'm I'm scared. Is it like a like a, an actual issue? Or? All right, caller, you're live. Oh no, is he live? Did you break it? This is our first time doing this. Come on, let's go. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah. come on. Oh. Our kids together, bro. Hey, I just want to remind and just to let people in the chat know that this is a one one line. So sorry if I have to decline you if you keep. They can't calling. hear you, Robert. <laughs> just make make me live. You are live. Can we say who this is? Is this Lucas? Lucas, you're live. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is on the show all the time. He's gonna sit there and and just steal it on a call in. Hey, hang up on him. Let's put up somebody else. Does he have a question? Come on. Goodbye. All right, I got a question. What? Am I live? Yes. <laughs> For the love all of right. God, don't Who just start throwing up bombs. <laughs> all right, caller, you're live. All right, I'm live. Brent, you're looking really good today. Mark, you're looking even better. Oh wow. What is going on with the Arma situation? What's the Arma situation? Yeah, tell us. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really have a question. I'm just drunk. Oh, I decided right. to call you guys. I I'm like, I don't even know about the Arma situation. Yeah, I don't know about get the Arma. Get him out of here. Hang He's up gone. on this fool. Goodbye. Call in next caller. All right, next caller. <laughs> he said, I don't know. I'm just drunk. I just <laughs> want to talk. He had no question. Hey, at least he complimented us, though. We both look really freaking good. <laughs> Lines, all right. Lucas Loring. Oh, he's calling back. Damn. <laughs> Hang up on him. Lucas, stop calling. We need somebody hey, else. Did we not share this on Facebook? We should have shared this on Facebook. It is on, on Wheel and Trigger. Oh, okay, perfect. But somebody did say in the chat a little bit ago that um, it's much better on YouTube than it is on. But we knew that because like Lucas even brought that up about the race at live time at PNB that if you watched it on Facebook, it was really bad quality. But if you watched it on YouTube, it was money. So something happens in that, uh, that you know, video translation to social media that you're doing peeing in a bottle, Mark? No, I want to see how many people are on. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling up. 104. <laughs> There's 104 right now. That's good, man. We've held their attention for an hour. Hell yeah. You guys hey, look, rock. I don't think... I mean, no offense, but I don't think you're monetizing yet, so we can do all different types of demonetization stuff. Camden Lime. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There we go. Camden Lime. You got to mute that while they're calling, bro. Let me have Camden. Uh-oh. Is Camden on there? It's Where you at, Camden? See Lime in the house. Our producer is our producer going crazy back there. Camden, are you there? Yeah, there he is. How'd you guys know it was me? <laughs> Fuck, it we're not Sudamas, bro. It literally said Camden Live whenever you, call. yeah, it did. 
was that? I was trying. I was gonna be someone else and just ask an RC question, but why don't you guys is. just ask an RC question? Now? Ask an RC question. Go for it. All right, all right. I got a question for uh, Brent Denford. Oh, how do you know my how, last name? How does it feel to be one of the most loved RC guys in the industry? And what do you do with all the over uh, overwhelming uh, love? I should say. Hey, Cameron, what? do you got do you got shit on your nose? Is it brown? No. <laughs> he said no. Well, first off, Cameron, that's a great question. You, know, best, you, are, you are pretty loved. I'll the best that. way I can answer that is by giving all my supporters hugs and candy and um, trying to look this savage every time I'm on camera. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. And that's why we love you. Teach RC for life. All right. Get some Get some other guys in here. <laughs> Cam the dude, no, no love, man. Like that, it's like that. Huh? Just, just come on there, give Brett love. And oh no wait, love I forgot. Him. My, <laughs> I forgot hey, Mark is in here. Oh, oh you for, my forgot Mark was we Maria, I got a question for you now. I got a question for you now. All right, cool. How how does it feel to hit 100k subscribers and be one of the most well-known RC influencers in the world that there has ever been? Damn, dude, he does have brown on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, dude. That's my boy. I, it is, and it feels it feels no different. I just still do what I do <laughs> and just go to the track. What's funny is, I mean, locally it's it's there, it's no different at all. So that's all I really feel. Sometimes when I go out of town, I mean, obviously people will come up and and say say nice things. The ones that really affect me are the ones that are like who say like I got them out of a rut. And there's a few people that have 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 like approached me and said that I've got them out of a rut and they found RC and they're, they're like a lot happier now. And they thank me. Like those are the ones that are really matter a lot to me, but I'm still slow. So who's got that on their nose now? (laughs) (laughs) True. True. All right. All right, boys, you guys have fun and uh, keep throwing them. Thanks back for uh, me and old Tim line here. Thanks. Caller. Camden, you, Camden, you go into silver state, right? No, dude, I won't be there. What? My dad, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. My dad will be waiting there with a the, with a nice cold tranny Bud Light, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> I'll be there. That's a true story. Tim, Tell your pops will, said hi. We'll be dressed in drag, drinking Bud Light. <laughs> All right, later, boys. Later, buddy. That's a good kid. You ever want a, uh, a a kit built? That kid's been working hard on his wrenching skills, and he's got himself a little side business going to help pay for his RC. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but last weekend he won. Truggy got second in buggy and TQ'd both of them at the uh, first round of the JBRL at uh, the dirt. So he is he's really picking up speed at the right time. So congrats. All right. Ski line. I'm, I'm drunk and I'm going to say this. Oh, boy. Probably my, my two favorite racers, like pro racers that actually have a reason to be that at that level would typically be kind of snobby and stuck up. My two favorite racers. Walker Spinrad, yeah, and Camden. Both those guys have never like, never have I got a vibe like they just thought they were super fast. Um, they just just super down to earth, uh, cool guys. Um, those guys are awesome. Yeah, I agree. The Walker uh, actually probably will be one of the next guests or two uh, that we've got lined up. Um, um, but uh, yeah, those two man, Sea Lime's been my boy for years. He's 
he got on ultimate right at the beginning when I got it, him and his uh, dad were, you know, excited about the opportunity and, um, I love them. It's, it's just good, good people. Camden's uh, really working hard. So another one that I've talked to at, at PNB that I didn't even know I was talking to, and he could have walked up to me at the time and punched me in the face. I wouldn't even know it was him. Uh, Ryan Pavitas. Oh yeah. Super cool dude. Yeah. He just came up and just started talking. Like to me, whenever you see big name pros like that, just come up and just talk and just socialize like that doesn't happen very often. And right. uh, I love when I see that. So I agree. Shout out to I, that guy too. I like the, the approachables. All right. Who do we got, Robert? All right. Next up, we've let me pull him on in here. This should be Donnie's dad. Oh, dang. Stuart. Donnie's dad. Not hey, a Donnie. Are you with us? Stuart. Donnie's dead. Dang. Did we lose him? Oh, you know who? You know you who was? Yep. I'm with you. Beautiful. Hey. There he is. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yep, I'm here. What's going What's on? Question. Yeah, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Really good. Was that the question? <laughs> Did we lose them? Had a question about. <laughs> He must be on a big delay. Uh, RC racing. And... Oh, God. This was a good one, too. I could hear. I could tell. RC racing. Big something. delay. Mega delay. We're ready for you. Yeah, sorry about that. There's a big audio delay. I'm not hearing you back through my phone, only through the broadcast. It's a little bit tough. Well, but what I was curious about is getting more people into the sport. RC racing seems to be unknown to the public at large. None of our family or people we run into outside of the races even know it exists, even if they know what RC bashing is. Yeah. So, so I, I obviously am very. This subject is very near and dear to me because that's really what my channel focuses on: is growing RC racing, bridging the gap between all the disciplines. I, I think that we could definitely like. I think what what A Main has done with the Visions RC race, it needs to be done, and I think that is our best chance of it actually going uh, mainstream. But in regards to like just letting people know, like for me, like it's going to be hard. We'll have to have a lot of people in the industry kind of work together to kind of try to really promote it. But I think what's what's most important for everyone to do is if you have a basher, go drive it at the park. You know what I'm saying? Drive a nitro at the park or something like get some people's attention and socialize RC. And I don't know if you're talking about just racing or bashing in general, but it just exposing it. I mean, that's what I do every day. It's what I try to do every day is expose the hobby and just kind of build the awareness because it's an amazing hobby for sure. But, I, I mean, what do you guys do over there, Brett? Uh, are you guys doing anything in the community-wise, trying to promote, like, just RC in general? Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, the first thing you can do is obviously share the love with your, you know, your friends. That's that's the easiest way to get people involved is, you know, let let the neighbor kid drive your RC car or um, – if they have them, you know, set up play dates and, and go bashing or crawling or whatever. 
Um, the industry is kind of in a weird flux where we're all kind of like, Oh, how do we get more people? And how do we get on TV or how do we do this, that, and the other between me and, you know, a a lot of people that I've talked to over the last five years is it's, it's always been like, how can we be better than drone racing? You know, because that took off and it was ESPN sports and all this. But did it take off? Like it being on TV doesn't necessarily mean it takes off. We all knew that we all knew that that was going to be a flash in the pan because there was only so much you could do right. with it. There's only so much yeah, you can do with the, it. So the FAA is going to make that tough as a hobby with what they're doing at regulations over the long run. Right. So yep. when it's all said and done, what you really have to concentrate on is spreading the love organically. Um, the the industry is not powerful enough to advertise mainstream. The only companies that are really powerful enough to do that are Horizon, A Main, um, right, and and Traxxas and, and Red Cat. You know, like those those you know domestic companies are the only people that have the money to go mainstream, and they're not focusing their dollars on yeah, that. So, but they are trying. The reason they're trying. Yeah, the, my audio is doing better, so maybe I can actually have a conversation with you now. <laughs> One of the things that that sparked my asking the question is talking to some of the professional drivers on podcasts and other things. They seem to want a more professional race series, like a paid driver racing other paid drivers in a big format for an outside audience, but that's not really what RC is. But from some somebody that's new into a hobby that takes my kid racing our perspective is i get to see my kid stand on a driver's stand beside ryan lutz in a practice and he's just having the time of his life so for the amateur to be able to interact with the professionals in a sport you just can't do that in golf or anything else like you can in rc it's kind of kind of different and to me is what makes it so so special so i see the pros perspective wanting a series that's on tv and televised with outside sponsors but i don't know if that would take away what makes it so special for people like us to just go in and ruin a pros weekend by running them off the track in a (laughs) in a practice session i I can tell you that ryan lutz is one of the few pros that would not care if he ran him off the track during. <laughs> uh, he's just he's just a cool dude. But I think that it it takes it, it's going to take a lot of money, unfortunately. And there's only a few companies that have that kind of money that can that can really really push it. I I don't I I see what you're saying. Like I don't know. Like I, I as much as I don't want to give too much shout out to these guys because the guy behind it, but like what they're trying to do with um um JQ's series thing. Oh, the um, RCGP. Right. RCGP. I think that is a great, great concept. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, just like Vision, the Visions race, they're probably going to have to operate in the red for like five or six years and really be dedicated to, <laughs> to it being successful in order for it to work. I think that it will pay off in the end and it will pay off big in, in regards to like making it more mainstream. But yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I think it's um, something that everyone wants. It's just not, it's not easy, obviously. I think though, you got to keep in mind that RC racing as, as a whole, the actual sport and hobby of RC racing, not bashing is actually pretty strong right now. 
And a lot of people might not see that because they're, they might be at a smaller track or whatever, but the national scene where people actually travel from regions to these bigger indoor races or guaranteed races is pretty big. Now, that's not the only place to do it. And I think we need to also promote more of those smaller tracks and more of those regional type race uh, situations. And hopefully with this new president, with Clayton Young becoming into Roar, um, we start seeing an influx in how the sanctioning body is governing and trying to help promote the sport as well with membership money and, and everything else. So I think we'll see a different, give it a couple years from right now. I think it'll be a little different as long as the economy stays somewhat stable and, and people have the expendable income. Um, but I, it, it's such a loaded question and I don't think there's a really <laughs> good answer right now. Hey, I, I will go on the record and say, when MSM hits a million subscribers and I have that kind of money, I will put it all into making sure it goes mainstream. I like Not, it. <laughs> so go like and subscribe. No, seriously, though. Like, I, it, that it's would a be, good thing we're recording this. That would be my ultimate goal. That is my ultimate goal. Um, it's not about the money. It's about making that impact. And sure. if, I was, if MSM was the brand that was behind making this mainstream, whether it was operating in the red or going bankrupt, it, that's a major achievement for me. But that it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But I, I think that uh, we're just gonna have to be dedicated to growing it. And I think it is growing. When we had two thousand thousand race entry thousand entry races last year, it's definitely growing. Like I know a lot of people don't like these big races, but it is growing for sure. But I think what's most important is we have to grow them through bashing first because not everyone's gonna sit there and go out. And and this comment that's on the screen right now is a, I, I love I love this comment and and Stuart, I'm glad you're on here because mm-hmm. what what yep. the comment is basically saying that he didn't feel any love and no one was welcoming at, ra- at racing and he just ended up bashing. That's literally what MSM is stands for is like, we're, I'm trying to put people at the track that will approach these people that are coming and they might look a little off because they bring a track right. or an armor, right? But reach out to them. All they needed, well, they just need a little bit of guidance. And I don't think most no, racers don't think that way. Or, our local track let any novice run anything that can make a lap. So we showed up with a 16th scale flash and raced it for almost a year and had a blast. Yeah. We do the same thing. We we have a, we have a a RTR class in our local indoor track and um, we let anything that can run come. And then when they buy themselves a buggy or a stadium truck or a short course truck, then they move out and they move into another class and, that's a, that's definitely one good way for all tracks, but that, that only helps when you're at the track or found the track. It doesn't help get people right. into the hobby. And, and the way we get people into the hobby is traveling with our RC cars for fun, even when the wives and the girlfriends and people don't like it. And, um, and we, we, you know, support local hobby shops. We, you know, let people drive our stuff and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things we can do and there's a lot of people doing the right there- thing. I'm forgetting the name of the venue. There was a race last summer at at an event that wasn't an RC event that may have given more exposure. What would it make sense to have races coincide with state fairs and other? Oh, I would love that. that. The I would love that. Already? Yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, maybe we can put together something where we travel around to uh, like 12 state fairs next year. We figure out like a, a one a month. Let's figure out how to do a fair series. I would. I mean, that would be that would be freaking awesome. 
Um, get get a Traxxas Try Me track, and we go to all these fairs and just hook it up. See, that's the thing. Yeah, you wouldn't have to make it a formal race. Not to beat the the Traxxas horse again, but if I called Traxxas right now and said, hey, (laughs) can we borrow the the Try Me track? They'd be like, yeah, go for it. They would 100% support it. Like, they, people aren't seeing those kind of things happening, but you're 100 right. And I, and Don and Stewart, I think that was a great idea. And I've always thought about that. Like being at a state fair would be perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be awesome. So, all right, what else we got, Rob? We got anybody else on the line? Thanks, Stewart. Good talking to you, bud. Good man. Oh, looks like we're looking for another car. I'd seen Randy Romanick wanted to say something or ask a question, and I'm sure it would be very hard to answer. So I hope he calls. <laughs> some of these guys man you see them at a race and the only thing we know about each other is how drunk we can get <laughs> a lot of people like got you gotta understand so like i have this persona i'm always i always have a beer in my hand or a fireball or something and that's kind of like what i've been known for I'm, I'm a social drinker and i have fun and and i and i enjoy people but one thing that you have to know about me is i do not drink at home like i don't i don't go home and crack a beer or two I don't, you know, that's just, I, I only drink socially. And when I do stuff like this, this little liquid courage helps me like feel good and a little I mean, bit it's more like, outgoing. When we go to these, it's like our vacation. Yeah. Right? But we do, that's, how many of them we do a year? 10, 12? Yeah. We have a lot of vacations, but that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not our I fault. Mean, not my fault. I chose <laughs> to work this hard to, to have 12 vacations a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink at all. I mean, have I ever? I've never been drinking with you. We yeah, as a matter of fact, you you bitched out last year at um, Wicked Weekend. I had the the <laughs> beach RC totally... party, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll come back, and and uh, you never did. Never you know, saw you. You, Okay, so you know what it is. I'm I again ma- major law follower, rule follower. I had my son with me. I'm not going to sit there and drive while intoxicated back to the hotel, and and that nah, place was nah, far nah, from nah. the hotel. No, no. Nope. Yeah. You had your motor home. No, I didn't. I didn't. Never had it wicked. Oh. Yeah. Thought, thought you guys had it. No. All right. All right. We're bringing somebody in. Who we got? <laughs> oh, boy. I just got a big thumbs up from producer Robert. Uh oh. I'm scared. Me too. All right. Caller, you're live. <laughs> oh, shit. It is Randy. Hey, Randy. Yo. Up, hey, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. How you how's your uh, how's your case of uh, hemorrhoids? Oh, it's much better today. Good, good to hear. Doctor, I, I was in Mexico. I got some medicine for that. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have good meds in Mexico. Is it like a, a topical cream or what? That was an enema. Yeah, got it all. Whatever you need, a cure all there. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Oh. Uh, how are you guys doing? I don't think I've ever really met Mark in person. How's it going, man? No, I don't think I've met you in person either. You you got to go meet him when you're in uh, Vegas, Randy. Mark's Mark's the man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm going to Vegas. Very yeah. excited. Uh, well, I got a I got a question for you that a lot of people are probably uh, wondering, myself included. Um, I've I've seen your videos, and uh, you know you always hear of all these YouTubers that. Uh, are making a living, making money, doing YouTube videos. Um, maybe you can explain like how that works um, for someone that's interested in maybe doing something like that. Um, they just have to set up a channel and the people subscribe and then 
you know, you have 10 likes, you're, you get 10 people to watch it, you get like $1. Like, how does that all work? I, I knew I was going to get this question. I thought I was going to come from Brent. I thought he was just going <laughs> to straight up say, how much do you make on YouTube? So oh, the way it works on, with uh, monetizing is you have to start a channel and you have to have a thousand likes or not thousand likes, a thousand subscribers and then 4,000 watch hours to be able to monetize. I have another monetizing YouTube channel, my MSM on the road. It doesn't, it, it makes maybe like 15, 20 bucks a month. It doesn't make that much, but the thing about YouTube is it's a it's a marketing it's essentially like a marketing channel, and you have to diversify your portfolio. So um, the majority of your revenue will come from like affiliate sales, um, promotion stuff that you do like that. Um, it won't come from like your YouTube channel. So the way you make money on YouTube is whenever you watch a video, those ads pop up. Everyone who watches the video, you get paid on, and um, the more people who watch your video, the more you get paid. There's a common misconception that. If you have an X amount of subscribers, you get paid a lot of money. It has nothing to do with subscribers. It has 100% to do with views. So if you get a lot of views, more people are watching ads and you get paid on that. But to get to that point, it There's usually take, it takes... Or do you have to like, you have to like uh, sign up or like, you know, how, how, do they, how do they know to just pay you? Like you say you have all these views on there, then all of a sudden the money starts showing up or there's something you have to like sign up for. So whenever you you basically sign up, you sign up with a Gmail account, just a Google account. You set up your, your YouTube and essentially you start creating, there's what they call a YouTube studio and you start uploading videos to it. And eventually you'll get a notification, a little banner across the top that says your channel is able to monetize now. And then you fill out all the W2, 1099 stuff. And yeah, you just, you start getting paid. So yeah, it's not yeah, bad. No, the, uh, I, I think Everybody hears about that, but you know, if you don't really, you just don't really know how it really works. Yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people ask, and people still, still, people still ask me, Mark, do you get paid to do this? Um, I do. I mean, that you people, it's it's very, very lucrative if you're doing it right. But I think the big common misconception is that it's easy. It's not easy. It's a it's a lot of hard work, and it's a lot of dedication. Yeah, it's creating like right. the big, the hardest part is that first year when you're knocking out, you're doing videos, and Brent knows how hard it is to do a video. Uh, you do videos three times a week, and ten people watch it, and it's like, do I really want to dedicate, you know, five to six hours a day shooting and editing these videos for ten people to watch it? You really have to get through that hump, and uh, eventually. You, you can you can start to monetize so like the people who get a lot of subscribers really quick sometimes they don't have the watch hours yet and you can't you can't monetize but once you get to that monetization point it's really just just knocking content at it if you're if you're thinking about doing a youtube channel my advice is just start recording everything you do and eventually you're going to release a video that people watch and you'll be like that's what i'm going to do that's my niche and then you start focusing on that and then you basically grow your youtube channel i got i said before i got lucky because covid hit all my views came in then like uh, my views were incredible when covid hit yeah or you hit a home run and you have someone that you know a youtuber already that shares your content or is part of it or something like that yep that's a, really fast that's a big part like a lot of that and that's why it's funny because i'm not going to name the names whenever i was trying to grow i I would I reached out to a few YouTubers that I would hope to collaborate. They completely ignore me and like <laughs> like really <laughs> like what ass bags? There's the 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 market is so big. The YouTube Kevin Talbot has two million subscribers. 
like so big <laughs> like there's plenty of people to go around yeah. but yeah if, if you start a youtube oh, channel yeah. like find me at the track i'll collaborate with you um so long i have time but yeah if you can find someone to collaborate with to get kind of some exposure to your channel that helps a lot for sure yeah i mean personally i'm not interested in doing that but i'm just curious how it all works but <laughs> i know a lot of people probably think thought about that he just wants yeah, to go, but, cut, uh, go cut some grass randy <laughs> yeah, I just want to go to Vegas right now. Me too. <laughs> no, so so hey, so when I go to Vegas, I'm I was gonna run two classes and run every day. I'm only running one class, so that way I can have two extra days to party, bro. <laughs> I'm only bringing bro. my druggy. I'm only druggy, and that's it. You so. can run you two go, classes, dude. Mark. Mark, you can still run two forty plus e buggy and e buggy intermediate or something. And you, run I'm not two. forty plus, dude. I'm not old like you. Remember, you fucking you look it. All right, so you're good. Just. <laughs> Sign up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They're not going to ID you. It's Joey. That hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, bro. You know what? (laughs) What's messed up is I bet you Joey would let it slide. He would, a hundred percent, dude. Oh shit! Oh yeah, he wouldn't care. Randy, make sure you come see me at uh at at Silver State, dude. We'll have a beer. Oh, oh for sure. It's good talking to you, Randy. Are you going, Frank? No, I'm. I will be in Fort Lauderdale. I had uh, it was a win-win for me. I was either going to Vegas or Fort Lauderdale, and my daughter made regionals, so I'm going to Fort Lauderdale. I'm gonna miss Vegas, but the good news is, this should be the last year I miss it because of regionals, because she moves up in division next year, and their regionals is not that same weekend. So as long as Joey keeps it on that same weekend, I should be good next year. Well, we'll definitely. Uh... Um, FaceTime you on Saturday night when we're out there. Fuck. Don't, I don't even know if you should. Hey, I can get, I don't, I'm not breaking the law by drinking out there. So we can get, we can get smashed. Breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> we got some big plans for Saturday night. It's going to be a fun night. Hell yeah. There you go. But, I uh, like it. I'll, uh, doing I'm there. Uh, enjoy the podcast. I'm always listening to it. Keeps me busy. But, Thanks. uh, like what you're doing. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Hey, Lucas, what do you mean elaborate for you? What, what did I say that needs elaborating? Um, let's see here. We're good. We'll do one more. Well, maybe one more call. Maybe two. We'll see. No, man. I'm having fun. How many people we got on? That's how we decide whether we're cutting this. 100, bro. We're still over 100. Heck yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. We're over 100. We got to keep going. All right, we're going, bro. If they're watching, we're we're spitting. <laughs> do what you do. I feel bad for uh your your uh, producer back there. He's like, oh. he's loving life, bro. We, look, <laughs> listen. When we when we walked in, so we got here about eight o'clock because we wanted to test the phone. We wanted to make sure everything we worked on this week was working. And you know, Robert geeks out on this stuff. He's got his own stuff going on. He does gaming, and he's got a uh, uh, his own channel that he does stuff. And so one of the first things he said to me, which was really good news, was I'm really nervous about tonight. And I was really happy that he was nervous because it's kind of like going into that race. Like we're a team, you know, and we're, we're in the A main and we're starting on front row. We're like we got a chance to win this shit and uh, you get nervous. And I, I felt really good that somebody that has all the experience he has in this space and he was nervous that he didn't want to screw up tonight. So uh, Robert's all yeah. in, man. He's That's good. In. That's good that you're nervous. Yeah, for sure. All right, Rob, who we got, bud? All right. Oh. Uh oh. Oh. Hold on. We got Jeremiah from 
from Georgia. From Georgia, my Jeremiah, my you're on wheel and trigger. Beep. Jeremiah. Hey. What's going on? What's up? Mark, Mark, Brent, how you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing great. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, you guys were just talking a little bit ago about bringing new folks into the hobby, right? Yep. Yep. So, I uh, I brought in a couple of friends of mine into our great little uh, world, and um, watching the live feed last night. They were watching the live feed last night with me for the first time, and my buddy won that servo. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, did I you give away a Nitro yeah, Pro yeah, servo? I gave, I gave a servo away on my live feed last night, yeah. A Nitro Pro? No. It was uh, I actually, the, I don't. I the feel Eco? Bad. Eco, <laughs> eco Power. <laughs> it's it's a it's, yeah. it's an eco A-Main power. servo. Sorry, bud. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. I, mean, I care about my boy, Drew, who, um, if I told you what it was going to take for him to sponsor this this show, I, I it's he wouldn't even tempting. he wouldn't even let let you finish right. He'd be like, "I'm in." I'll, no, I'll no, no. There was some. There was. There was. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jeremiah, but there was some. Uh, oh, good. There was some prerequisites I had to 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 meet to get this money from him to sponsor our episodes, and I'm kind of on the fence of whether or not you know I can go down that road. So. I don't I want to give away Nitro Pro stuff, and you know those are the last two times I'm going to say his name on here without getting paid for it. <laughs> but uh, Drew, come up with a better uh, catchphrase, and and maybe just maybe you can get a little bit of airtime on here. I love Drew, man. He's awesome. All right, sorry about that, Jeremiah. Let's hear I, how you got people in. It's all good. It's all good. So, well, I, I actually speaking of Drew, I actually just bought a servo from him yesterday. Good, great servos. Just don't say. I, just don't say the name. <laughs> We're not I'm putting that it right in now. my uh, my uh, EB uh, EB forty eight point four. Nice, awesome. So yeah, so yeah, so um, I met my friends kind of like in a weird roundabout way, but that's not the point. Um, I told them about my love for this amazing thing that we do, and um, coming over to their house the first time, I actually brought my backslash. Nice. Sweet. And um, they're like, you know, what do you do with this? And I'm like, well, I, I race it. And they're like, huh? Uh, and like, we got to go to a race. And so took them to Loganville RC Complex here in Loganville, Georgia. Oh, That's yeah. my home track. Nice. And in, immediately my buddy Anthony and uh, his wife Megan, their eyes just popped out of their skulls. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's and the way to do it. They're like immediately they were hooked. I've shown them all my cars, all your videos, Mark, your, your, yours too, Brent. I love your stuff too. Um, and now we're, we're roommates now. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah, so, and uh, I, I've got all my stuff out now. I've got all my cars on display and, they love looking at them and he, like learning from me, you know, stuff that you guys have taught me through your videos. Um, you know, I'm just spreading it, uh, 
the knowledge out just like you guys are. And it feels really awesome. Yeah, it's it's it is awesome because what what people don't realize is everyone needs something to kind of get their their avenue like their release from, right? And I think it's important that especially men have hobbies um, because they'll go crazy. Like we just have so much going on. Oh yeah, for sure. If you're a father, a, a husband, oh, sure. paying you know paying paying bills, things like that. Like to have that avenue is so important. And it's especially when you heard when you said that they, even his wife was was into it also like the fact that they that they oh, yeah, she supports it is uh, man that's mm-hmm. it, it's awesome dude it, it really does a lot it's not just about you know driving rc cars it's about really making a, a better lifestyle by having something to be able to you know have interest in and have a hobby yeah yeah and 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 to do things in a healthy manner right um you know i like for me like rc brought me out of a very dark place to be completely, you know, front street. Um, you know, I yep. was in some type of way and, and your videos, Mark, my first video of yours watching was about um, slash racing. Nice. And I immediately got on the internet and bought a used one with some extra stuff and I went to town on it. And I've been going, you know, down this awesome path for almost four years now. Yeah, and that's it's awesome. awesome to be able to um, pass my joy on to other people, especially those you know that are very close to me, that are my friends. You know, that's yeah. great, man. I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the epitome of what the community is about is is spreading the mm-hmm. love, enjoying it with other people that have common interest, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, not being. I don't want to say. I, I I guess for lack of better terminology, not being selfish by being very unselfish yeah. in, in giving, you know, this is the only motorsport I've been racing since I was four years old in some form or another nice. motorcycles, cars, four wheelers, go-karts, whatever. And, uh, this is the only form of racing that you can literally walk up to somebody and they're going to say, yeah, man, I've got this piston, this shock oil, I'm running this, you know, yeah. whatever. And yeah, it's so refreshing to be around like-minded people who are willing to help you because they want you to enjoy this hobby and that's so important yeah it's so important that we have that and and for people like yourself with with good success stories that feel good stories like that it 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 makes me feel good because we people like mark and i I know myself and lucas who works for me and like there and and these are the only three i'm saying but there's hundreds maybe thousands of these people in this country our goal mm-hmm. is to make people happy. Our goal is to help people mm-hmm. enjoy themselves, um, you know, while trying to pay the bills and make a living. It's a little more stressful for us, but we, but that's our goal. That's our passion. And this isn't an industry where you can just do it and keep it yourself. Well, yeah, but it's not an industry you can just do. You, you, you just make a crap ton of money and, and nothing else matters. It's a very hard mm-hmm. industry to scratch into and make money. So, that that side of the stress level you know and then working trying to get more people into it and and being there and being accessible to everybody it's very hard but it stories like yours what you just said is one of the biggest reasons we do this it's the reason why i do what i do absolutely like you you jeremiah the reason why like that's how i know that that's that basically i forget all the haters all that bs crap whenever i hear stories like that so that's yeah, awesome. man, that's, that's that's awesome. You you mentioned Jeremiah about 
they're like the thing like before like even before i got an rc i was playing pool gambling i mean i was <laughs> playing mm-hmm. poker all the time i was drinking a lot like there's yeah. so many worse things to do out there and it, this mm-hmm. it, the hobby's not super cheap but my god it's it's uh, no. so much healthier it's so much darn fun though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot and the the relationships i mean just think about like the, I would have never met Brent without the hobby. So many people in so many different mm-hmm. industries have I've, I've met and I've been able to network with and all through this hobby that is fun and healthy. So yeah, man, I, I totally get it. That's awesome that you shared it with your, uh, with your friend. And I'm glad your friend won that servo last night. That's awesome. Yeah. It was his first time watching a live, uh, actually both, uh, he, he and his wife were in my, you know, hanging out in my space and I'm like, we got to watch Mark's live. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do it. And, you know, right there at the end, um, like my name popped up and then his name popped up. <laughs> and, I, and like all three of us jumped off the couch, dude. It was so funny. Dude, that is so I'm, – I'm glad. I had more stuff to give yeah. away that night. Um, but, man, that right last on. night, it, it went late pretty quick. <laughs> it went late really fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, like, well – unbeknownst to my to my roomies um they're, they're gonna see it after watching this but they're gonna know anyway but like i i got him a transponder a second set awesome. of tires that they're racing with and you know i just like i i want to fuel their passion as much as they feel mine for teaching and you know and even they even like my videos that that i do yeah you know? awesome. so yeah, just make sure they're out there having fun. Tell them not to worry too much about winning. Oh, just of course. Go do some laps and have fun. No, no, no. No. Yeah. Like the last three times I, I, I've gone racing, I've broke. And it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Like it did not matter one bit. Like I, I was hanging out with my friends. Um, I, I got to meet a couple of people that I only knew through a couple of Facebook groups. Um and even uh, Cade Williams, uh, Roach RC, the guy that interviewed you last year at Wicked yeah. Weekend, he was there. Oh, and, awesome. you know, he was on live feed, too. He was spreading the love, too. Yep. Huh? Yeah, he's on our feed. Yeah, he's I think um, yeah, that, that's awesome, dude. I, and to be perfectly honest, I mean, I get mad when I break. <laughs> People who know me, like, I, I, I'll be, my thing is I'll cuss up a storm and get all pissed off on stand. I'm never directing it towards anybody. But as soon as I get off, it's oh, like, no, no, no. Yeah, thank- yeah, yeah, people are people. We're human. Jeremiah, thanks for the call, Welcome. brother. It's, it's yeah, uh, Jeremiah, it's thanks, a- bud. Welcome, Good to you, buddy. It's a pleasure, man, and thank you, you too, for uh, watching and listening and supporting the hobby the way you do, man. It's a it's a great great thing. We appreciate it. It's my thanks. Oh, oh. Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> um, hey, you. if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to uh, Wheel and Trigger. Yeah, I, I need Brent to to know that uh, that MSM Nation is strong. <laughs> I wanted to say something back, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to get out dead. He done did it. Beach well, Nation so, in the house. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm out already. Oh no. Yeah. So uh oh, you want me to pass some Jim Beam through the through this through it? <laughs> no. So are you done? Uh no, man, I'm good. Uh what what else we got? Are we taking more calls? Um we got time for one more. We want to try to bring Lucas back on. Does he have a serious question? Robert? 
I have no clue if Lucas is a serious question, but if Lucas wants to call in, we can probably get him in. Lucas, we're going to give you one more opportunity. I had fun, by the way. And uh, I, I think Brent will agree that this isn't my last time to be on this thing. I'll, hopefully, I'll be in live in the studio eventually. That's 100% going to happen. And uh, I, I wanted it to happen before this, to be honest. But this was a yeah. perfect opportunity based on on things that were going on in the RC industry and the fact that we couldn't be in the studio together and you are, you know, well-versed in the live side of things. I got a leaning tower of Pisa Coors cans here. That's, that's um, um, but you know, I definitely want to have you in here on a, on a different level, you know, like we've talked a lot about RC and in the actual podcast in studio is more inside the life of Mark Santa Maria. So yeah. that that's going to happen for anybody that's, uh, you know, that is a, a watcher. Well, that is a, a fan of the actual wheel and trigger podcast side of things. Um, Mike Fuller, man, I love Mike Fuller and the Fuller boys, man, Mike, your kids are so damn fast. You, Oh, that's damn. They're that's fast. A Mason. And uh, yeah. But uh, he said, what do you think about spec tire for sportsman classes at big national level races and limited sets to help cut, keep costs down? I 100% love that. And I think that we could see a movement like that very soon. And I hope it's with my tires. So just sportsman though, <laughs> or is it everything? No, I, I, I think sportsman is a really good way of doing it because really what, like if you went to PMB and everybody was had to run, let's just say J concept green um, reflex, we know it's a good tire. We know it works there. And they can only buy three sets. I know that I use one set for three mains or for three runs. So I know it can happen. It keeps their costs down. They're not searching for tires. They don't have to fight anybody. But here's the biggest problem. And Mike, you probably understand this. You've been around long enough. The biggest problem is policing it. We can police ourselves, but that's nobody wants to call out a peer or someone they're racing against. There's very few people that have that gusto that's going to be like, hey, man, you're fucking wrong. You're, you're cheating. But will somebody like race time or Joey or roar or whatever police it? And, and that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a policing. It's going to take people willing to take the time to do it. When you have 80, you know, let, let's just say out of 800 entries, 300 of them are sportsmen. That's 300 people, 300 entries. Somebody has to look at tires. So I, I hope it happens, and I think it's a great idea, but I, I'm not sure when think, or how it will happen. I think Mike brought up a good point, too. If, if he's talking about just – I think it should just be sportsman classes, too. Yeah, I agree. Because I think that, um, like, when I hear about – when I hear about the AKA race, I'm not as motivated to go hit up the AKA race because I'm going to get three sets of tires, and I'm not, what am I going to do with them after that? And this was before um, – I, you know, obviously I was doing what I was doing. I was really hardcore into racing. But I think that it's, I think that sportsman, I think it's a great idea. And I, I personally think, I personally think that a, a car or a tire company should sponsor that where it's not a, a, not a cost to the sportsman drivers. That's a lot though. That's a, I mean, it is a, it is a lot, but depending on what they're going to spend in the sponsorship or marketing for that event, then yes, I think it's a great idea and it would, it would help a lot. 
um you know we do something similar for masters of dirt for the two for 17.5 and 13.5 buggy um for the, all the years i've done it they've been spec tires for those stock classes and we we monitor it you know we have tech and whatnot and i pay someone to be there to look at that stuff all day every day that we're having those races but that's 350 less than 400 entries so to do it at the at the level of seven eight hundred plus entries it's tough you know so and that's how many how many sportsmen 200 well, like I said, sportsman's going to make up twenty-five to thirty percent of any race, and you don't even really have to get it from a. You don't even have to get it from that tire company. I mean, I think any company that's interested in growing the hobby, I, MSM would sponsor a piece of it. Um, I'll sure. put myself out there. Any anyone that's wanting to, because all those guys are going to quickly grow out of sportsman. Yeah, and that's the goal, right? And it's just going to grow the hobby. So RC, going back to what you said about RCGP and like how I was forward thinking, it's a great idea. It could help the hobby grow or whatever. And I was big part of that. I, I, I supported the concept. I was very much into it, very invested. And, um, but they, the RC two class, not the RC one or the RCGP class, which was the pros, they had to run a spec tire at all the races. And, you know, as long as the right tire tires chosen, it's good, but even if the wrong tire is chosen, everybody has to race it, so everyone's fighting the same issues. Um, but I, I like spec tire racing, and Mike, I think that we need more of it, and um, I think you're going to see more of it in the in the near future for sure. I ran one spec tire race in my life, and it was a pro line spec. Tire race, needless yeah. to say, that's good. I mean, another good brand. We got someone you're, waiting, or you no? ready for Lucas? Oh boy, here we oh, go. Here we go. <laughs> Lucas, you're live on Wheel and Trigger. Let's go. All right, I'm putting pause on because I'm five minutes behind. You guys, you recording this thing? Let's go. You have a you have a question, or you or is, are we going to talk about Armas? Well, I'm waiting for some response. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, let's right. go. First off, all right. Let me just say that um, this podcast has been fantastic. I didn't. I was. I was kind of skeptical. Because we're supposed to be in person, you should have flown him in. But Whoa. honestly, calm down, probably, bro. Probably, All this hostility the best podcast I've seen so far. This yes! hey, bro. This hey, hostility wait, wait. that you're bringing—it better stay out of the workplace. That's all I gotta say, <laughs> hey, Lucas. Does it okay, like right, quality-wise? All, right. all right, now for some negativity. Uh, Brent, you didn't—you're not looking as good as I said you were earlier. You need to work on your lighting, sir. Uh, Mark Samrio, you look like an angel. Brent, you look like a fucking yes. devil. An angel, I like it. What the? Yeah, all right, here we go. Here we go. All right, Mark Samrio. Hey, hey, stop that, Brent. I noticed that you uh, fixed the uh, curvature of your Coors Light penis. It is now straight, but it was it was early curved. All right, Mark San Maria, for real, yes. seriously. Here we go. Uh, stock Splash Series Class. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh man, seriously. Okay, so I I have a, a a series race that you can only run a stock slash, and the way that it worked nope. is I had it like an S. I had an S one class, kind of like F one, where there were teams. Um, but it was, it was great. We had a hundred people. There were several races where we had close to a hundred people, a hundred entries, but what you got to understand is a hundred entries with one car. That was a hundred people there. 
Unbelievable. So. Yeah, it was, hey, it was can, great. can you stop Amazing. commenting as Paco Topeta, please, uh, Lucas? All right. All right. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I know you that you're doing two. Earlier, yeah, you're doing two phones at once. You're really now that we figured you out, dude, you've really blown your cover. How many? How many does uh? Right. How many does Lucas have to be in to be this drunk? <sighs> dude, he doesn't know how to party. This is only two uh, beers, I bro. Am, currently, I am doing. Uh, what is that? Uh, you can't count that uh, high. Yeah, I'm off three. All right. No way. I'm in five. Brent, you're only at four. You're right. All right. But you can no, count. You're not drunk. Like, what inspired Mark San Maria to do this stock flash thing? And like, you know, like, how, how can we, how can we spread this through, through the country? Yeah. Why don't we make it a national class? I think it should be a national thing. I even why don't put you the rules start out it? There. You got, let's do it. And oh, I did it to shit. basically be able to let that way. Anyone that comes in your shop, you have them, Brent, at your place. Yeah. Anyone who comes to the shop, if you want to race, get a spec slash. They're two hundred bucks plus a trans. That transponder is a problem. Yeah, to me. So bucks, we're going to hire Mark Santa Maria to fly in and hand count all the stock slashes. <laughs> I'll let, let me host Here's a spec slash race there. Stock I'll slash slash. As a hobby shop, you do not want to tell people to keep their stock slash stock. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, you're you're one hundred percent right. It's hard, but then that's why you gotta have a mod class. But, but uh, unfortunately, that's right. what I do. It was to grow the hobby. Next thing you know, we're gonna have a forty-plus yes. stock slash class, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm in. Hey, I'm you're so you're cool. joking? There's a there's a track Shaw's RC. I think they. I'm pretty sure they had a sportsman spec slash and an expert spec slash. <laughs> I know they have sportsman short that. course and expert short course. That's for sure. So. I think you will get that one. Hey, good. Podcast was fantastic. And if I wasn't in it, it would be 70% less. You need to get some rest. You got to work in the morning. All right. right. It's late where you guys are at. (laughs) Love you, Lucas. You're awesome, dude. Good night, sweetheart. All right, guys. Oh, well, dude, it has been two hours. Can you believe it? I know. I had fun, man. I appreciate it. I did too. Oh shit! It's still going off. We got phone call. Let's do one more. Last one. Last one. Whoever that is, you're the last one. They call. You've been calling all night. You're on wheel and trigger. Oh shit! We went straight into it. We don't even know their name, dude. Who is this? Hold on. You didn't get transferred through. Who this be? All right. Let's try this again. Who is this? Hey. 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 This is uh, Broadway here. I've been looking at Brent's. uh, It looks like you got some uh, touch of gray in your beard all night, Mark. I don't know how you fit your head down in that camera altogether but we need some fireball shots here going on Hold i'm on. just trying to figure out what's going on with <laughs> your delay your delay you can't watch where'd brent go brent's getting fired yeah i just thought i'm sure i've been i've been Look. trying to get this national tour together all week man we got rc pro let's combine it with roar let's get dirt and race time all together let's do a national tour 15 races uh, we can p- combine it and shadow the NHRA and NASCAR and follow them around all year round on the whole nationwide circuit and combine that national tour and get it oh, all okay. there. It's going to be great. I got a real response to that. Who who champions that? That's the problem. Is who's going to hold gonna on? Drive? Stop talking, so, Mark. Hold on. Hold who on, are we talking to? We're we're talking to Broadway. Who's Broadway? He's he's not going to tell us his real name. <laughs> I'm not taking this shot till I know who I'm taking the shot for. Broad, I'll let Broadway uh, determine whether he 
reveals himself. I know Broadway. who Broadway is. Broadway is world famous. Okay, look, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't take demands from anybody. But if you want to take a shot, my name. I've been to my RTLB Beach here in the past. I mean, excuse me, Myrtle Beach. Um, I couldn't find your hobby shop though. I was walking all up and down the beach. I just found a couple of shops and some some boardwalks, but that's about it. But man, I love me some RC racing, and we need that national tour together. I mean, we could hang out with John Forrest and Courtney Forrest with Cheers. with the tracks gang. That'd be great. Hey, Broad Broadway. I know who Broadway is, and Broadway is uh. He, he he serves for us, Brent, and I know you're all about uh, supporting supporting the military. So good, thank you good for, for your service, and thank you for participating and hanging out with us tonight. I love but, you. But back back to the the actual question. No, someone has to champion that. It's probably not going to be Roar, and everyone else is just trying to, to make gotta, a living. So look, it's all about money. But we got to kick the ninety year olds that are Roar and get some young weed in there. There's a new regional direction on the East Coast that could probably help it out a little bit, you know? Actually, um, so we just got a new president, Clayton Young. He's making some big moves in Roar. He, we've, uh, they've gotten rid of one of the biggest problems in all of Roar, which was Jeff Parker. And um, I think I, if anybody that's watching this knows anything about me and my stance, I have been very, very hard on Roar for many years. And right now, I feel a good swing, a good a swing in the favor of what we're all asking for. So I think at this very point where we're at today, we need to give them a chance. We all need to rally behind them because they're trying to make some changes. They're making some differences. Wow. And I think we're going to see some good stuff come out of that organization over the next year or two. I so, thought you were going to go a complete opposite direction with that, Brent. Well, no, and, and no, that, that, yeah, you got to understand. Good. I trust you, man. I appreciate your input. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to understand. I, I've been very hard on them. I'm very, very vocal about the where they've been in the past few years, and I personally will tell you that we're we've become a uh, a roar track. I haven't been a roar track in eight years, and uh, I'm a roar member because I go to Nats. But now I'm going to stay a roar member regardless. And in, as long as they're doing what they're doing right now, if they keep showing progress and keep showing us that they're going to work to make it better, then I'm going to support it. And I've said that all along. But over the last eight years that I've really paid attention, they have done nothing to support this hobby, nothing to help the hobby. And it's been a shit show going downhill. But I, I believe that turn is, is coming. And uh, until they prove me wrong, I'm going to support them. Roar could do it. I'm with Roar you, brother. Let's get her done. Bitching. Broadway, Pre you're the man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate right, you bye. for calling in. <laughs> hey. I like, I like that guy. He's cool. Man, I uh this couldn't have gone any better. So this was our first live live show, Mark, that you're on. And um I want to <laughs> Keenan's still on. I love you, Keenan. <laughs> um I um I, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you sharing your, 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 your channels and your viewership with us. You know, we're, we're just a, 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 a getting started type uh, podcast and channel. And um, I've had a lot of fun. You've uh, obviously, you know, you're un, unparalleled really in this country when it comes to the uh, YouTube side of things in our industry. So um, I'm just, I'm really happy, you know, we didn't even talk about RC box club, which is not a bad thing because 
we've, we've gone over so much, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. business hasn't been one of them. So we don't even need to, we don't even need to really touch on it. All we need to do is, uh, you know, just be happy. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked about all the people that have, uh, tuned in, um, stoked about the, the response we're getting. Um, I'm not stoked about the hangover Lucas is going to have tomorrow. What about um, the hangover you're going to have, dude? You're four in a shot of fireball. Bro, talk about you. Like you don't even drink, dude. Like, are you going to make four? Are you going to make our meeting? We don't have, <laughs> we have a meeting tomorrow. Ah, gotta, gotcha. Meet tomorrow. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. No, look at my face, dude. It's red. My eyes are red. That's how you know. I look like I end up looking like a panda. Melissa's going to have fun tonight. <laughs> What's the problem, Melissa? Like, don't come in here. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> wife's gonna be like, "Get away from me, you stink." <laughs> um, Man, I had fun though. Seriously, um, it's it's really fun to be on the other side. Um, obviously, most of the time when I'm on podcast, I'm the one kind of driving the thing. And and what a lot of people don't understand is the amount of work that goes into doing a broadcast like this. I know it looks like we kind of just called each other and threw it together, but we've been talking about this all week, <laughs> like setting up for it doing test shows. Um, there's just so much that goes into doing a podcast. Brent, you, you're you do, doing an excellent job, just like you did with RC Box Club. And uh, yeah, dude, hats off to you guys. Uh, that's It's it's so much work that I stopped doing it on the tone. Um, I have some other guys that do it now, which they're super funny, so go check them out. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work, and uh, I, I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, for sure. We obviously didn't discuss wardrobe, so we fucking missed it. We missed that part. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I thought about it too. I thought about saying, "Hey, dude, wear an MSM shirt. I'll wear a BTRC shirt. It'll be funny." But then I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna freestyle it, and then I'm gonna wear a BTRC shirt anyways because I had the shoes and the hat to match." So I I, I should have known. I should have done something different. That was uh, that's all me. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you once again for coming on. Thank you for um, you know for for joining the, the, the our partnership with rc box club has been nothing short of amazing um i anybody that doesn't know about that that's a rc box mystery box that we uh send out every month um and uh man it's you know over the last year we've gotten to know each other pretty good plus you know we've known each other for a while but yeah this last year has been pretty good and uh, i i really just i really appreciate you you know including me into what you wanted to do with this and and uh jump starting our our live show so um, yeah absolutely. I, I, I hope uh i hope it does well i think the the once a month thing is a, is a great deal but i definitely want to come in again and oh, it's uh, happening I, and i i don't like if you if, i'll be happy to be on the show again in the future if something comes up um but yeah man i, I had a blast rc box club rcboxclub.com go check it out someone yeah. asked who approached who on that i approached brent because i was so blown away on how well it was put together and uh, I wanted to buy the whole thing, and Brent was like, "No, I, I like." It a lot. Want to tell us? Do you want to tell a story now or save it? Yeah, let's tell. I mean, I, I mean, it, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, you I want me to tell it. Or you want to tell it? I, I, why, why don't I tell it? Then you tell me where I got it wrong. Okay. Because I am, I am red. My eyes are red. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I basically called Brent and said, uh, "Hey, dude, I want to buy RC Box Club. I think it's freaking awesome. I think you did an excellent job. Whenever I first got it." Uh, Cause you sent me a box and I was like, God dang it. This is such a great idea. I've, I've actually wanted to do it for a while. It just takes a lot of work to do it, obviously. And uh, Brent 
like love he loved the idea too he it was just overwhelming and i was like i mean how bad could it be now that we are in it, it it's it's a lot of work <laughs> i don't know how you did it by yourself first off i mean it's an insane amount of work um but yeah i, I think there's not very many people that share the same passion i do about the hobby like for for me and brent um again i have a day job this isn't my my main gig um but brent does he does the same thing when it comes to making decisions we make decisions to make bigger impacts in the hobby and none of our decisions are ever like money related <laughs> if, if you've seen the first few boxes you probably already understand that like <laughs> our first few boxes are <laughs> way too expensive but i'm like dude who cares it's gonna be awesome uh, but we share the same passion so it was a it was a perfect partnership and uh, i i personally don't go into partnerships at all um i'm really i've, I've had a lot of businesses fail because of partnerships but I think this is the best one I've had so far, and I, I'm really, really excited. Um, it's been great, man. So just to elaborate on everything that you said was correct, but you called me the week of my first fall brawl where I bought the Badlands. And for anyone that doesn't know, the Badlands is the local outdoor track that I took over this year or last year. In it. And so it was my first fall brawl, and it's their biggest race of the year. So I'm like – getting equipment i'm fucking travel like i'm all over the place and mark calls me he's like hey bro you got a minute i'm like yeah i'm driving i just picked up a piece of equipment to take to the track because we got rain the like two days before we're supposed to go it's a mess and uh i was like yeah what's up man and uh, you're like so you know the rc box club thing what are you doing with it and i'm like it's kind of parked right now just can't can't deal with it. he's like you ever thought about selling it i think that's how it went yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> well, <you> and uh, <laughs> I was like, can I call you back? And so I called Mark back like a later that day or the next day. I can't remember. And I was like, listen, let's talk about this when I get done with the, the, the brawl. So we get done with the brawl and I call him up and I'm like, Mark, I'm really stoked you're interested. However, this was my baby. I, this was a concept that I thought of. Robert was Robert was in this office when I was talking about it. I was like, I've got a concept. I want to do it. And him and my my the guy that does all my programming and stuff, they were here and we discussed it. I was like, this is my baby. And I don't want to just give it up. Hmm. So here's here's what I'll offer you. And uh, and I offered you guys, you and your wife, the deal. And I didn't want the money. Obviously, it wasn't about money because it wasn't, you know, right. It was it was about seeing my goal, my dream or not my dream, my my vision. I wanted to see my vision flourish. I wanted to see it work. And I thought to myself, there's no better person you as a as a personality. And I knew your wife was passionate about it, too, after talking about it with you guys. I was like, let's just partner. And the one thing that I, that sticks to my mind was like, you, 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 you know, we, we talked about it. You, you said yes, but the, the, the very best part of this whole story was you guys thought instantly it was just going to be a cakewalk. <laughs> oh man, we were so wrong. And, and the, the, the vindication was when one of the first meetings we had was like, dude, how did you do it? <laughs> I mean, it was literally like, thank God someone can see the amount of work it takes to actually put on 
a, a mystery box for hundreds of people to get it every month and to see what, you know, the vision was. And uh, it felt great because it was a lot of work and that's why I had to park it. I, the, the vendors were, it was tough to deal with everything. I was literally doing 95% of everything myself and having you and Melissa on board as partners that work and take care of the stuff that I couldn't take care of. I think we're working like magic. I think that we work really good together. Um, and I think in, in the very near future, we're going to see RC box club go to a whole nother level that most people only could wish that they were part of. And it's only because of the hard work that you guys are putting in the vision that I had to start with. And, um, so I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more happy, more proud to be partnered with, uh, you and your wife and, and the MSM nation and, you know, all my people, it, it's, it's, it's a great partnership and I see it going places i i think it's so funny because there were times when you would tell me yeah it's probably you know it's that's not how it works and i'm like no no no, we'll just roll with it and like oh damn it brent you were you were <laughs> you were right there's we, been a few not, of those moments so I, I knew like anything good is going to be difficult needless to say it's been a rocky it was a rocky start but we're, we're getting through it and like even today i shot the video of like showing the the second box that we released and I truly think we <laughs> like we're we're doing it because we really like it. Like I looked at the value of the box. The value of the box is over hundred bucks. I'm like, right? Wait, did we really did we do the math on that one? We're just, we're just giving giving stuff away for super freaking cheap. But hey, the cost of gaining customers, going back to that <laughs> Traxxas deal we were talking about, is expensive. People, you don't understand. You yeah, don't understand the, what it takes. The the box that we just the box that went out in April, I think it was like the value of the box was like over a hundred bucks. The box isn't hundred bucks; it's fifty dollars. So it's yeah. it's like we we we're giving away a whole bunch of really really cool stuff, and it's stuff that I really like. It's stuff that it's stuff that I would be excited about, and Brent would be excited about. And I think that our passion towards the hobby it really shows in every box that's released. And you really want to be a part of it. I, I even get excited. I know what it is. My basically my RC box comes when the actual stuff comes, but I get so excited when the stuff comes. Like yeah. I'm like, I, and I, I use it all all the time. You'll see it at track. If you ever want to see what it's like, you might even see some cutting edge stuff. Go check out my pits uh, when I'm at races, and I'll probably have some exclusive RC box <laughs> stuff that hadn't released yet because I, I love the stuff that we get. You've got a very large international palette that's going to arrive next week, so little bit of an insight yeah. for people for the boxes to come so, and I, so much so much so that melissa does not want it in the house that's how large it is. yeah like we were in the discussion of having to rent a warehouse because of how much stuff we've got coming in but um yeah they, they're, there's some pretty cool uh, boxes coming up i know that the, the last box was an msm inspired box came with i believe thumb wheels it came with uh we gave yeah. out a, an extra gift because of all the issues we had with the credit card processing um but, you know, this obviously it's a business and you have to make money, but it also, once again, it's a business of passion. We do it because we, we like to see the, the everything that we're putting in these boxes has something to do with growth and, and being part of a, a, of a community and growing your RC knowledge, your RC toolbox, not just yeah. tools. But when I say toolbox, like it could be anything, everything, everything wire, nuts, screws you know hey, um, don't spoil it <laughs> but um yeah it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been awesome for sure it's been awesome so 
I really appreciate you guys for that. And uh, why don't, uh, cause I know that we're kind of like uh, cross contaminating our, our channels and our pages. Why don't you tell everybody uh, what your Patreon and your, your channels are? Yeah. So Mark Marie is my YouTube channel. If you guys don't know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the guys, at least the ones that are commenting probably <laughs> came from my channel, but Mark Marie is my YouTube channel. And every single one of my videos, I have a link to all my websites and uh, Patreon, things like that. Uh, I basically focus on, it's not just racing. I'm a racer, so I do racing content, but I focus on a lot of the bashing stuff. Just everyday RC stuff. I have over 300 RC cars. I know it's, it sounds it sounds like, I'm, and I don't have a hobby shop. Um, it's just because I love RC cars and I, I drive them and play with them all the time. So Jeez, go check out the channel if you're into that kind of stuff. And yeah, if you're a racer and you, you know, there's some racers that really do like bashing. I feel like they just don't want to admit it. Go check it out. Absolutely. So I think that's important. And for the people that don't know too much about me or wheel and trigger, we're a podcast that's about the industry. We're all about showing the other sides of people that you might not ever know. Um, obviously we're beachrc.com as well. I. Uh, Give us a like and a subscribe on the Wheel and Trigger YouTube page. Also, we've got our Patreon, um, which is posted in the comments along with Mark's page, our page. Um, yeah, we just uh, our goal different from Mark's, maybe not so different. Like I'm not, we don't intend to make money off of ours. All of our proceeds go to Flying Guest In because our our podcast three out of four is going to be in studio. Oh shit! Well, I remember us. I don't know what that was, um, but we're uh, we're all about bringing people in studio. Our podcast is unique in the sense that we have a a, a more in studio feel. And if you go and check out any of our past videos, you'll see that. So all the money that comes in from our Patreon or anything like that goes towards actually flying people in and stuff like that. It's not a for profit uh, page. Money's great, but it's just to get people in. Um, that being said, you know, I, I just, I love what I do. I love working with people like Mark, love having people on here that get to see a, a different side of people. So I really appreciate everybody that tuned in tonight. Really appreciate you, Mark. No problem, man. Thank you. Appreciate all our callers. That's something that's going to be fun for the future. We plan on doing like one live show a month. We don't really have a schedule for it, but um, that might uh, become different uh, now that we've got this uh, first one underneath our belts and, um, uh, you know, so pay, you know, pay, pay attention to our channel. We should be having some stuff put on there real soon. Thanks guys. Uh, thanks MSM nation. Thanks everyone who, who joined, man. You guys are freaking awesome. We'll see you guys soon. Absolutely. Peace. We out.